Are you ready? I'm ready to rock. Yeah. Right, let's do this. Fuck, it's great that you've got that microphone rolling and I fucking have that yeah. one and it stings all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's do this. Shall I hit the record button on this one as well? By all means. Fuck. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm the Suffolk Ram. Scuzzies. Welcome to episode 57 of the Ran Nerds podcast. And this time it works. We are <laughs> And we are only 11 minutes late. Woo for us. 13 and 11 seconds by my watch. I go by your Linux box. Are you telling me Linux box is wrong? Never. <laughs> then we are 11 minutes late. Good job, Linux. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so, no one's here as normal. But I'm sure someone will turn up eventually. It's assuming that we're even streaming. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. says we're going, but if there's anything like the last time. I, th- I think you two might have like, redirected our stream. What, to like the dead zone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny, I was, I was watching um, Person of Interest the other day, and there's a bit where the guy starts, there's, they live, start live streaming, a bit, uh, sort of some, like this court thing, and Chaps says, oh yeah, we've got 12 million viewers, it's awesome, the streaming to the whole sort of nation. And then afterwards, it revealed that they weren't streaming to the whole nation, that it was the same to a little box that sent back to make it think like it was being streamed to the whole nation. <laughs> and I think that's what YouTube does to us. I'm not convinced that people who comment actually exist. I think it's a very clever computer algorithm. What you're saying is that this is like the Truman Show and we're being yeah. tricked into thinking I think that all it does is say, such and such is great, such and such is sucks. Oh yeah, I'm going to buy this. And that's all it needs to do. And then just enter random game names and it's fine. It can sort this out. It doesn't need to be. And we could, we'd be fooled. You're saying that we've got like an Orwell system on the other side, just without a bloke. Him and Nash Dodge from what's come up in the podcast. Not that we have this planned out at all with the show notes. Not the show notes. The show doesn't exist. Anyway, um, games we've been playing. Oh, there's a very special surprise at the end of the podcast. Right, right. You know what it is. Yes. I do now. I was like, (laughs) I completely forgot we had these conversations. Yeah. Um, So I've been playing a game called Happy Room. Now, did we speak about that one before on or off podcast? Off podcast, off we spoke podcast. about it, but I haven't played it enough to make it worth talking about on podcast. That's it. And <laughs> I tend to talk about things if I've played them enough or I'm desperate. So what was that <laughs> now? Wait, are you desperate now? I've played <laughs> it now. So, Happy Room is the best way I can describe it. Oh, I like this setup. Best way I can describe it is do you remember a game called in, I think it's called Incredible Machines? Is that the Professor Tim's one with like could the be. secret cues and the Yeah, you the had like you, yeah, mouse, you had a mouse in a cage that you could like attach a belt to that would run a conveyor belt and you could like drop balls in it to make yeah, it happen. I remember that being catch like Professor yeah, Tim's or whatever. Yeah. Like a puzzle game. When I first got this I thought it was gonna be like sort of a more gruesome version of that. Because right. it's the basic idea is you have this it's two D, mm. you have this room and you're sort of facing it, like, you're looking into it from sort of the outside, like, like almost like from a glass window. And in the middle of the room at the top, there's a little doorway through which a dummy, or actually, it's actually a clone, gets oh, dropped. Clone, motherfucker. Yeah, it gets dropped. Well, <laughs> scripting. They all have numbers on the front of the show, and every time you kill one, next time you replay level, it goes <laughs> up. So it's like, oh, I've killed 150 clones this session. Good job. <laughs> or I've maimed, or sort of, not quite killed, maimed them badly. And they literally get in the room and they're dropped down and obviously there's nothing to hit, they'll just land on the ground or something, but you can like put in devices and the goal is to cause damage to them. So Question. Yes. Can you lock them in a very small room, force them to sit in a chair and listen to Britney Spears 
That would no. cause so much damage. No, I definitely would give the sort of instant satisfaction gratification that you get from playing the game normally. What's your saying that someone rocking backwards and forwards in there? <laughs> it just enough. takes some time to get to them stage, and that would be sort of depressing. <laughs> um, no, so they um, drop them in, and so basic traps might be a little like a mine. And they land the mine, they do some damage, and you can after afterwards you can look at this after action port you can bring up, and it shows you all the damage done to the various limbs, how much has been done to them. How so it's, yeah, it's quite gruesome. It's like, and they're quite they're quite tough. You know, they can take like being hit by a, like a dozen mine, like or a hundred mines, or sort of like might blow a leg off. Yeah, I'm quite talking like superhero America at this point. They <laughs> are pretty. They're pretty tough. Tough things. Um, so you start off. You put the mines there. You might put some junk pads there, and. You, you, these all cost money. You've got a little monetary supply. And you gain money from beating your previous damage score. So if right. you do more damage than the last time you played it, you get money. If you don't, you don't get any money. Let's say last time you set up room up, you did 100 damage. Mm. Next time you do 150 damage, you get money proportional to that 50 difference in damage. Not a lot, though. Okay. There's those little challenges. So there might be a challenge to say... Um, hold a clone on a... You know, hold a clone combined on spikes for five seconds. So you might have to have two sets of spikes just so they get held up there for a few seconds and it's cumulative, so you might have to all bounce up a few times to do it or like sure. blow up five mines or cause a thousand points worth of damage. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing challenges. Unfortunately, this is the this is like the sort of single player mode. Unfortunately, this what is a neat idea is somewhat broken by the fact that you have this very restrictive military supply. And it's so tough to cause enough damage to either unlock new weapons uh. or to completely sort of, or to sort of, because you don't get any more money for the damage you cause. If you don't sort of cause a bit more than the previous one, you don't get any more money, you're stuck. Right. And because you can so sell like you could like buy something new, it does less, and you don't get anything. Yeah, bad, and you mean. might need challenges. So there might be a challenge for them. There's a challenge to, um, um, suspend a clone in this air for five seconds using machine using miniguns. I could not afford enough miniguns, and you do get some money back when you sell them, but I could not afford enough miniguns to do that challenge. And so basically that was out of it for me. And there's a sandbox mode, which is locked off until you've completely destroyed a clone. Which requires... Yeah. So, pretty early on, I was sort of playing around with it, and that's all sapped the fun out of it, to be honest, at first. And so mm. I, and I saw four a couple of ways to trick the game. Mm. So the first way I found the trick it was is this teleporter. And if you it basically, it's, it's, it's portals, portals. There's an orange and a blue one, and he falls through it. And occasionally a companion kid comes out. And if you... I love Paul. Yeah. And if you drop him through him, and he gets fast enough, he actually does a small amount of damage, like two points of damage, off oh, 16,000. Right. And wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was playing this, and I suddenly realised that do you know what? Bug of this, and my faffing round, you know, trying to challenge because it's just I, there's not enough fun toys to play with. I want to play, mm. and I can't. Do I do? It? I just put portal up and down, so literally go in a loop, go through. And I just went and had a cup of coffee. I mean, I can't, the, the traditional portal kind of infinite loop yeah, kind of yeah, falling through exactly, the yeah. faster and faster yeah. with and a wanking motion <laughs> yeah he's doing he's doing two points of damage each time right so I go I put up you can speed up the level so I speed up to um um f- uh, like double speed mm. and go and have a cup of tea cup of coffee <laughs> as you do as you do walk the dog yeah pretty much yeah I did sort of I sort of read a bit I sort of surfed the internet on my phone a little bit Come back through, I was on 8,000 points of damage. 
and I unlocked half of all the good stuff. Right. At that point, I was like, okay, I can play a bit more. But still, you haven't still... But even with all that damage, the amount of money I got for it was so minuscule. So whilst you'd unlocked stuff, you still had to pay for stuff. Like yeah, that. and it just wasn't fun. And it's like, the whole point of this game... It wouldn't be so bad if... Let's go back to Incredible Machines. Mm-hmm. What made it work was, when you play... When you start a level going, it was predictable. You could see how it worked and went through. And if you reran that level for ten times without changing anything, the same result would happen every time. Yeah, is it? Yeah. This one doesn't. You could run a room ten times and the different result would be different. So it gets to the stage where like, okay, I've got the work set up. I actually need to replay this room ten times to see until I hit that lucky, lucky moment when it works. Because mm. obviously... Sound very... It's, it's, it, you can't predict... Because it's like... How can you plan a really cool machine for that? Exactly. This, is, this was my point. You can't. That's exactly my point. You can't. It's just wrong. It is. So like, you have a... You have a jump plane, he jumps down, he goes to the right same direction, he, okay, well, I'll put some spikes there, so next time I catch him, comes down, jumps, does go to right, but a slightly different trajectory because he's hit the plate slightly different. So, oh really, this is just, it gets frustrating after a while, it's like, I can't predict it, mm. I'm just stuck with this randomness and it's not fun. So, I had to break out Cheat Engine. Have you heard of Cheat Engine? No, I haven't. Cheat Engine is uh, really useful, actually, Actually, go, it's like a generic. It's not actually. It's not got cheats or anything built in. What it does is it will. If you tell it a process, mm. it finds all the variables tied to that process in RAM. Interesting. So what you do is. So this is what I did. I told it I was using the Happy.exe process. Mm. I might do a tutorial for websites. Might be worth doing to website um, YouTube channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ran it and the game. Then the game. And I had sixty three pounds, sixty three dollars of money. I alt-tab out, I get Cheat Engine to search through the RAM for every mention of 63 number. Oh, okay. And it finds about 20 results. Right, okay, go back in. I sell something. So now my money's like 130. So then you go back out, search, search again, 100, well, no, I tell it to search, out of all those variables it's already found, search, search for one that's changed. Huh? Yeah, 130. It finds three of them. Interesting. So, so obviously that information is stored in three places in three variables. Mm-hmm. What you can then do is you can then modify them. <laughs> so I, I double click each one, I see each one to 20,000. Go back into the game, nothing's updated on the counter, but it doesn't make sense because it's not updated yet because it's not been called from. Sell something. Also, I've got $20,000. Absolutely great. I can have fun now. So I can literally put bombs everywhere, put blades everywhere. I can have lots of fun now. So what you're saying is this kind of suffers from like farming simulator, yeah, not Euro enough, truck yeah. kind of syndrome where. It's a neat idea, but it's more fun once you've yeah. got buckets full of money. They were far better off. Get rid of the money completely. Don't have money. Just have these are your tools. Mess around like you like. Yeah. And, and the, like and the challenge. And the it, incredible machines that they uh, for each room they would assign you different things in a certain yeah. amount, and then you build something. Yeah. Or give you a like the free play mode, the sandbox mode, where yeah. you can just literally fuck around with everything. Yeah. Well, it's got these challenges in it, mm. and these challenges make sense when you have when you've got nothing to worry about. You've got infinite money to worry about. You can play around. The fun is then getting the challenges. Mm. It's not. I've only got limited funds to do these challenges. No, I can just fuck around now and do what I like. Rather so, than like, oh shit, I fucked up. Now I've got to, oh wait, that didn't earn me any money. Oh, now I haven't got enough money to do any of this. Exactly, yes. <laughs> the money, the money bash, but ruins the game. In many ways. It's I'll, you really, it, it is, it's really. Uh, so, in the end, I saw brute force my way to get this sandbox mode unlocked. Mm-hmm. Which, there's no money at all. There's no, everything's upgraded to full upgrades. Mm-hmm. There's upgrades as well. You can sort of um, earn points to upgrade things. They might last. Because everything... 
nothing is nothing is infinite. So all your jump pads eventually have like a certain number of jumps before they shut mm-hmm. down. Okay. Um, same with guns have a certain amount of ammo and so forth. So you're fighting ammo as well. That's the trouble. You're fighting ammo against as well. And anything like saw blades can do so much damage they stop working. I couldn't imagine the, the original game mode where you had to pay for all that stuff and then earn money based on... I couldn't imagine that being very fun, especially with the wasn't physics. It wasn't. It wasn't fun at all. Um, which is why I basically found everywhere I could to break the game so I could do it. <laughs> and I, so I, after I hacked it, I'm playing Sandbox and I'm having an absolute blast with it. I made this um, conveyor belt of circular saw blades. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gentleman come in now and said, "Was and you get carried along circular saw blades on the most freakishly damaging conveyor belt. Then you get dropped <laughs> down underneath, you get dragged on another set. Then I put a portal at the end, so you get dropped portal and get dropped back on top again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's fun, that's great fun. Now I'm going to line it with all guns everywhere. I put guns everywhere, and he's coming down, he's getting shot all the whole time, he's coming down. And boom, pops up, put some free, freeze rays in. We'll have some freeze rays, so he gets frozen, he comes through, and then some... As you know, kind of like lasers and big axes that spin round, and it's it's that really get on with my kids at that point. I'm sure of it. Yeah, your kids would love it. <laughs> um, but it's it's at that point it becomes fun, and I felt I want to say developers, why why oh why oh why did you not? I get sandbox. I said I guess the sandbox mode for stars should not be something you have to complete the main game to unlock. Mm. and you only get it when you're the maximum damage to a dummy it's the only way you get it that shouldn't be something you have to unlock mm. it should either be have a compromise have it there but you can only use stuff you've unlocked in the single player yeah, which is reasonable then you can mess around yeah, all you like it's, it's, it's fun it's a game to mess it's only like three ninety nine. Did it? I, I did actually see it it was, um, it was Steam recommended it to me uh, because I wonder other, why. other people have been playing it but um, I've maybe borderline psychotic who really knows <laughs> um, but I'm curious, does it have microtransactions in it no, or something? To not I found. Interesting. It's never yeah. asked me for microtransactions. Well, I, th- I thought maybe that was why it would have... It have feels blocked. like it should. I tell you, you said it, it felt like... It felt like any point it was going to say to me, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, if you just simply pay us money, you can have an extra $20,000 to spend or $500 to spend. Kind of like what Grand Theft Auto 5 does, which really blew our minds, me and... Uh, me and my mate the ward well you know the ward yeah from way back in the day um he's recently got into pc gaming again bless him um well he's never really been into pc gaming he's always been console but uh, we've assimilated him at long last yeah well we we were looking into getting him a, a, an actual gaming computer and he, he really wants to play grand theft auto 5 he played it on console he wants to play it on pc and um we started looking at the different versions of the game you could buy and the really the only real difference was the the dlc um like microtransaction credit cards you could buy with the game to uh, increase your money for the online mode of the game. Yeah. Actually, so this is a bit of a side talk. This is what DLC. Mm-hmm. This is something that when I talked about the game originally, I completely forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Okay. That's the newest, newest one. one. Okay. That's got the most... Bullshit, evilest DLC I've ever played in the game. Oh, you got DLC? I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, you'll love this DLC. So, DLC, you pay like two ninety nine, and you get access to like these extra weapons. Okay? Mm. Yes. Once. For one playthrough, you can have those weapons. So, in your main game, yes, you have your inventory. There's a little bit saying your inventory store. If you go into it, it has just all these weapons. Once you drive them across into your game... They're tied to that game, mm. 
You can't have them again. So they're if gone. I start a new game, they'd be... They're gone. You have to buy the DLC again. Wow. Yeah. I I, 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 complete, I don't know how I miss talking about it. It's the most evilest, bullshittest DLC idea ever that you buy it, you have to buy it not just once, but again and again and again if you want access to these weapons. Well, mm-hmm. What the fuck, guys? I mean, really, what are you doing? Mm. I just... I just don't get the mentality. I mean, that's screwing your gamers over properly. Yeah, I can still yeah. accept it, like, you know, it's, it's once you bought it, you might only buy it to use it, you know, you can only put it to your inventory once per time play you playthrough. Play play see, I want to throw this out like, um, I can think of another game that I think does the latter of the two, which is um, Hyperdimension Neptunia, the Rebirth games. They, they have a lot of DLC, and you can get, like, newbies RPG kit where you get tons of items and, and weapons at the start to make it a bit easier for you because they yeah. can be a bit um, and other stuff like that I was like this item will this event will only display once and I was like is that the event like per playthrough yeah like I played the or game per playthrough or is this like full stop and but then I buy it again but then I started to think to myself well either way it doesn't really matter because those games if you were to like min-max those games you're talking hundreds of hours to to finish them, it's not like you know, Dare Sex, you probably beat it and save what? Uh, yeah, fair as. And if you forget like, a gun that you really like, you might next time want to play, you might want to have that gun again and be told, you can, we've got to pay for it again. No, I've bought the game once already. What happens if the uh, what happens if the DLC server kind of just disappears? I don't, well, I think once it's sort of like, it's, I think there must be a little flag somewhere. I don't know. Oh, actually. yeah, surely, like, it's, it's you know, it's. It's I don't know if it's, if it's an online thing tied to your game so they know that, that, that okay, this is your eighth playthrough, but he's not bought DLC for this playthrough, so he mm. can't have it. Or if it's a case of, as a flag, someone, a faster. It's like says, a couple of kilobytes a day. Like, yeah. That's, that's what it is with consoles. Well, I think if it's the latter, someone would have found that by now and be a way to just hack your files to sort of do it. But I was just so pissed off by that because what I, I, I thought, well, I'm just not going to touch it apparently they've already done something like that with the new uh, Zelda game not like not DLC you can only use once but that's what really annoys me it's the fact that you can use it once this is DLC that's been announced before the game has come out which says basically from what I understand at least there are parts of the story that are only available if you buy this DLC mm. and it didn't come out after the game was released mm. so this was something that people were working on after to make the game last a bit longer mm. this is something like you've already made it but now you've just said I can make a couple bucks extra off you yeah. pulled a Capcom and yeah. <laughs> decided to sell it for extra on launch yeah. dick move I hate I, some, de- some DLC I can get behind hmm. you know um, <laughs> but it depends really depends how you implement yeah. it um, implementation for DLC is key. It's also the cost of the DLC. If it gets to the stage where it's costing you more to buy the DLC than the base game cost you, that's when it gets tickish. Yep. If it, you know, I can probably accept DLC up to about fifty percent of the game price because, to my mind, that's an expansion. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in the old days, you buy expansions. Yeah, yeah in the old days, you buy expansions. So that and they used to be about half the price of the main game. Fair yeah. enough. And buy Duke Nukem three D, get Duke Caribbean, yeah. Duke out in DC, yeah. Duke Atomic. And if you get, or if you get a really decent amount, so. Um, you know, this on DLC, that was, to buy the story DLC was 12, about 12 quid when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But you've got like another eight hours a game. That's, that's a fair, Which is a pretty that's, good that's reasonable. You they know, have divide, like the, divide the 12 by eight hours. It's probably, about, it's good it's probably about the same as you divide 30 quid by, or 40 quid by 30 hours. Probably roughly yeah. the same. So it's like, okay, fair enough. But then you get like, Barshot Barrow at Sea DLC, which is like, 
eleven ninety nine, you get three hours of gameplay. Well, that's not such a good deal. I don't necessarily want that so much, but it's when it's I just the dickish idea of like oh buying items and then just like oh no you can only buy once. I mean that's what you get like mobile gaming yeah, perishable. Like, like, yeah, I mean when's the next time it's going to be like I was waiting for the day that some like their sex mankind is quite okay of elements again now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when that comes on, it's going to be like okay your energy reserves are low, pay fifty p to reboost your energy bar type situation. Is that going to be like that again? You've been you've been shot a couple of times, but we ain't got health packs in this game. It's a buck fifty to get your health back. Yeah, I, was, I, I <laughs> Call of Duty fucking health pack game, no fucking health pack DLC. Mm. Oh, exactly. So I can't hide behind a wall and regen. I've got pay for yeah. that now. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Base came from War Duty has no walls. No. <laughs> it's walls are five, uh, ten ninety nine DLC you start, you start per level. Around, like, oh shit! I'm standing out in the open and there's terrorists all of dead. <laughs> no, the game is unplayable. <laughs> So, what you're saying about the... Was it Happy Room? Happy Room, yeah. Right. Sorry, we went for it. It's, um, it feels it, like it's your microtransactions. It's it? it's kind of mobile game-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as definitely. far as the way it's displayed, it's more fun when you break it. Yes. Make a tutorial on how to break it. So, I will. people can have the more funds. Because it sounds it. like you had a blast. Once I broke it. it. Once you broke it. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I will. Oh, that's a very good point. I will try and convince Bandicam to film my a decent frame rate and I'll film it. But you've got the um, shadow play. Yeah, just tell us to yeah. record the desktop because you've got the, one of the cards that supports desktop capture. I showed you shadow play there. Good. See, because I can do it on, on the little Linux box there, except it doesn't work under Linux. <laughs> hey! Stupid video. Good old video. <laughs> so, Happy Room. Happy Room is happy if you break it. <laughs> yes. Suffers with farming simulator syndrome. Yes. That's, that's now a thing, by the way. Farming simulator syndrome. Yes. I'm sure there are loads of games that did that back in the day that had the same kind of like, oh, you can't do this unless you've got loads of money and that's a ball late to my own money. Thank goodness for Cheat Engine. I used to, that I used to break games. So Actually, Cheat Engine is a good, so I, it's a good little bit of software to get hold of. It's basically a universal trainer there. Yeah, well, what it, it doesn't, it's a cool Cheat Engine, but actually, all it is, it's like a debugger. Yeah. In that it just analyzes, you just tap this CXC and it just looks at your scene, it can tell the parts of memory it's using. It kind of passes RAM and. Yeah, it just looks for the bits of memory that it's using and then just analyzes them. So it's more of a debugger, I'd call it more of a debugger, but it just happens to be perfect for hacking games. Cool. Um, I've used it before as I have used it in the past other games. So, um, when I was getting frustrated with Final Fantasy seven, and there was one bit I couldn't get part, and I was getting to points where I was kicking these random battles, I got fed up with them. Just turn them off. Well, I couldn't turn them off. What I could do is, um, in Cheat Engine, I could, I found where it stored all the enemy's health in oh, memory. Okay. So I was like, oh, here's an enemy. <coughs> set HP to one, 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 one. <laughs> well, you could set to zero, it had to be set to one. Yeah. Oh, like this big tough enemy, you know, I tires, Cloud goes, Knocked him to gently on the head, dies. Just walks up to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the guy yeah. has a heart attack. Like, yeah, so, yeah, that's. Giant I, robot runs out of oil, dies. Well, my thing is, one, because once it knows the way the game structures its memory, mm. once you save that, once you save it, then when you point to it again, 
it can track it down, relocate it all again. So it's like ready so for the next game. You, can you like profile it then? Can yeah, you actually? You can, oh, you, can, you can remember, you can set profiles for the game. So I had like it set up for Final Fantasy. It had enemy one health, enemy two health, enemy three health, Neat. player one health, player two health, player health. So if I'm not getting one health, I can just alt tap out. No, like, I'm going to go limit break and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Neat. You could do all that. If you know how, you have to, it works best with numbers because you know how it's stored. Yeah. Um, when it's like a hidden stat, like, you know, it's a limit break or something, which might be just a progress bar, mm-hmm. you have no idea how it's stored. How is it stored as a number? So you basically, to, so, so to get that to work, you have to have kind of a base Something you can of, see changing, yeah. yeah. An, an actual visual understanding of how the game yeah. works. You so, can't just look at it and go, oh, that's the thing I want. Well, numbers are easy, because like, okay, at the moment I've got 11,000 health, mm-hmm. okay, he's now hit me. I can now jump across and search again. Does it? Go, but, but would it store the pre... So let's say you had like 11,000 health. Would it store that initial ver- like variable It anywhere? watches in values constantly, so you can actually see the variables going so up you, and down. So you could say, right, I'm now, I'm now playing the game and it's writing a list of variables, right... Which one started at? Look, so you don't do this search initially. Can you do it after? You have effect? to re. You have to. You can search at any point. Basically, you can restart search from scratch again at any point, okay. and you can link it to AXE so it knows what it's looking for. Interesting. And okay. track it down. Because I'm um, just curious. Because like, if, if like, let's say, you're like, oh, I know I have eleven thousand health, mm-hmm. but um, I've already lost that. Would yeah. it still save that somewhere so I could search for it initially and then say? Or would I have to say, uh, right yeah, now well, I've got 900 it depends, Also, it depends on how the game's programmed. Okay. Now, in Final Fantasy, I can tell you some interesting things about Final Fantasy. Okay. Your health does not get stored into memory until you enter a battle. Okay. So, initially, you have no health HP stored anywhere. Mm. Then the battle starts, and all of a sudden, you'll see the variables slowly jump up with numbers mm. in them. And even more interestingly, the game calculates how much damage you're going to sustain before the animation plays. So mm-hmm. it's enemy's turn play. You look across and your health will go down by 115 points. And then he'll do his animation, hit you, 115 points. <laughs> so the game's already calculated how much damage you're going to sustain. dice rolls before it actually moves yeah, on. Yeah, it's quite neat. interesting seeing how the game works in the first scene. So it's that's quite fascinating neat. for that, actually. Just so kind of like dig through the engine and to find out how it goes. Yeah, and neat. that's when you also have to watch to sort of work out how to mess with it. It's basically. kind of a... It's a debugger. It sounds weird, but... To me, that's interesting because it sounds like a puzzle, and I like puzzles. Yeah. It is quite nice when you sort of try and work your way through. As it only really works for stuff that you can see a change and pick it up. Mm-hmm. So, as anything that's like a hidden variable, that's just a progress bar, which is stored as something, but is it stored as 1 to 100, or is it stored from 0 to 65556? Yeah, like, have we got like hex values? Or- yeah, how is it okay. stored? You don't know. Is it stored as a single byte, an integer? Don't know. Mm. That situation, it can't really help you. You have to wing it. You have to Unless you can find something mm. with a clear-cut value. Then. Yeah. That's neat, though. That, that is, is neat. Got yeah. me, I've got to admit, that is... That is really neat. Uh, but it's, if ever you've used a programming language, it's got um, watches where you can watch a variable. So when yeah. you program, often you can have a set of watch on a variable so you can see how it changes yeah. for debugging purposes. It's basically that. But it's called Sheet and I'll put a link in the show notes and I'll do a video on how to you use it. You are going to have to do a video because that's going to be neat. Please yeah. do one on Final Fantasy 7, that'd be awesome. By the way, just randomly, uh, before we move on to the next topic, did you, did you ever finish Final Fantasy? I haven't played it since we last spoke about it. Because I was going to say, it's now, I can't remember if it's the 25th or the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy. Is it? Everything is on sale on Steam. Well, it's a bit late for me now. I bought it several years well, ago. Well, no, I mean, like, the, the Can rest I get a refund on it and buy it again? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> the rest of the series is... Because um, I was going to buy some of the... Um, 
some of the Final Fantasy games on the sale. Yeah, um, I would like to buy um, only because it's like the first Final Fantasy game. I, we, well, I say I played, my sister played it, so it's one I remember. Ten, yes. Yeah. Ten it. and ten two, the HD remakes are on Steam now for £10. I might pick them up. Go for it. For £10 and... Play. I wouldn't say it's a bad game, I never finished it. The story was a bit kind of, oh, I'm going to fucking kill myself, yeah. but... My sister really right. struggled with um, ten two, she did ten, because she, she didn't know how to... Because she never played it, she, she wasn't a PC gamer. That's and sad. didn't know the joys of min-maxing. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do in, 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 any, in any RPG, you min max. So, I am. 30th. Fave. Super tempered. Yeah. That's it. Tempted, sorry. I thought tempered for. Why is he tempered like a piece of iron? Whack it hard. Make it strong. Heat yeah. it up. Whack it again. Whack it hard, yeah. Good time. Right. Scazius. Yes. Alright, so. I haven't been playing any games. Really, not until today, unless we count console Let's Play, which we won't go into. Yeah, because it's a series that I've been playing for like a thousand years. Oh, and actually, look, Hyperdimension Neptunia Triple Pack for the for the for the podcast listeners. Hyperdimension Neptunia Triple Pack. I actually own all three of these games on individual discs from the game that bought you Thunder Tits. It's back, <laughs> except all three games that you already own are back in one box. <laughs> Games I already own and own the remakes of multiple times. <laughs> have you got shares in um, who Idea makes Factory? This? Idea. Have you got shares in them? I might as well. <laughs> Are to, you keeping them afloat? I'm waiting for them to send me a, uh, like a Neptune jacket or something. That'd be neat. <laughs> I might be the crazy old man, homeless man with the beard, going around with the anime jacket. I'm going to email the guy saying, "This guy has bought your games multiple times, <laughs> and when it believes this, he buys them again in case they've changed." And they have, because the story is actually different in um, the first one of this. The story is different from the remake. Oh. Just, just throwing that out there. So, if you haven't played the first one, you're not a real fan. What's that underneath, though? What's something interesting underneath? Though? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a ladybird book. How it works, the dad. How it works, bacon the dad. and beer, and he's happy. And then how it works. It looks so much like you on the front. That's it. How it works, the dog. Thank God, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's why I'm curious about this. See, that's hardcore. That is. <laughs> Can you read that? <laughs> I don't know why, just the first bit. Oculus was late at home last night. It's like, he was having a bit of a riff with a friend. But he had also, he lost a lawsuit recently to Zenimax. Um, Oculus was late at home last night because of an important meeting. He said the meeting was in the office, but the last few hours were at the Crown and Crab. This morning he'll be able to get away with it as long as nobody finds out he has a headache. A picture of two children beating a drum. Which basically means that he's been playing some hardcore games, but his machine isn't powerful enough to satisfy the riff, so he's getting really bad nausea from the low frame rates. Nigel put on some music when his little boy went to bed. It was some nice relaxing jazz. Nigel's little boy has been down six times so far, and Nigel has not yet heard a single tune uninterrupted. Tomorrow evening, Nigel will listen to the soundtrack to The Omen, so Dallas says it's more frightening than the upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> For a birthday treat, Steve has taken his son Jake to Ed Basson to see England play Pakistan the third test. Poor bastard. Watching cricket. Poor bugger. <laughs> Steve knows Jake's like frying grapes and knocking breadsticks off his high chair, so he'll sure they'll have lots of fun watching six hours of cricket together. That's surely childhood abuse. <laughs> oh my word, it's a clown! 
That is a very evil looking... What the hell is he doing? <laughs> that does not look Whoa, right. I noticed that. Right. You can't see his furries, but it appears... And this is... That That's very wrong. Look at that been, sad face. I'm horrified surprised. too. But he's being, there's another clown being given... A, one clown is giving another clown an enema with the use of a large funnel and a jug of... I don't know if it's water or milk... Let's see, what the, let's see what the description says. I think it's water. Dude, you read that. I ain't going anywhere near Being that. a dad is an important job. Lots of responsibilities. This dad is working hard to fight for his family. Which one? This one gets so <laughs> much respect. So the one being mainly validated by a funnel is working hard for his family. Getting a shit ton of money for Seriously, that. Seriously, I'm sure you get like a job, I don't know, like, you know, clear out sewage tanks or something. That I'm not entirely sure thing. I want my kids to read this now. No, <laughs> What's he doing to that clown? Look, you look at the horrified look. Look at the smiley face of the guy doing it though. Jesus Side Christ. Side taste the camera so people can enjoy Go this at home. Right, okay. You're going to enjoy this. Oh, sorry Zoom. He enjoys this. Look at that. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh uh, dear. That's gruesome. Uh. <laughs> I want to look at the dog one now. This is just, this is oh great. really? <laughs> yeah. This is great. This is great. I'm glad you tuned in for this PC game, this um, computer game podcast. The dogs. The dog is often called man's best friend. The dog looks strangled and retarded. <laughs> that looks so much like Vixen. It's untrue. <laughs> dogs are reliable, loyal, loving, like all best friends. They used to smell like a bo- bobble hat full of corned beef that has been left at the pawn shop and locked car before like doing the hot spell. There are some things you don't mention, best friend. Since when did Ladybird books get so fucked up? <laughs> I don't know. Dog and man have been friends for many thousands of years. Dognold is going to bury his own stay in the garden in case any hyenas or jackals or saber-toothed tigers come and try and steal it. Well, what's that dude wearing? I mean, what years is it, <laughs> what years is it meant to be set? Ah! That's the clown in his day off. <laughs> that is it. Look how happy that dog is. Well, just a word of advice. If you thought, I'm going to get my kids some traditional ladybird books. Don't. <laughs> I'd rather have them reading fucking World this, War Two. This, this, is, this, is this is the man who's a little bit thick in the head. John is dog- literally say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, you understand why. John is dog sitting. Pickles keeps barking at the fridge. It can't be these sausages, thinks John. Because there's a dog called sausage and a sausage called a hot dog. Dogs are not cannibals. John gets pickled lovely plate of butter. Pickles cannot wait for John's sister to get hostile. John is really not really a dog person. And as I was slightly retarded. Pickles probably think to himself, God damn, son. What is going on here? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it's a dream. Beano dreams he's been fired to a pie to celebrate the defeat of the human oppressor. These fools after can charge. How did they not guess we'd been playing the over for tens of thousands of years? Why do they think we had agreed to let him live in their awful hot homes? Beano doesn't understand politics, but he's allowed to be allowed on the furniture. Book back for fuck's sake! This thing's evil. It's like, like my that is that is Animal Farm, which oh. is ironic. This that's that's very that's very apt for what's coming up later, isn't it? Really? The, no, like, no ladybird books. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> that's fucked up. I don't remember them things being so crazy when I was a kid. Yeah. What the fuck has happened? Like, I don't know. Millennials have had children have decided they're going to torture the little bastards with God knows what. 
Did you Seriously, ever... I would rather have my children read about the Holocaust than that. Okay. <laughs> did you have Janet and John books when you were young? Hmm? Did you have Janet and John books when you were young? No. I did. No. <laughs> John has a red ball. John likes the red ball. See John play the red ball. That's not that. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> I was going to say, after saying that fucking clown, I'm not entirely sure anymore. I was like, I don't want to know what the pictures were like for that. Jesus Christ. I can't read that. Well, right, let's have a look. Uh, those books are great, but not for kids. Also, that's the one that's funny. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, it's, that's how it works. It's, there's some kind of insanity going on. It's like they're supposed to be for kids, but it's really the adult spine. I'm going. <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of those things. I think it's it's the new thing. See, if you're a children's publisher, you do books for adults, and adults who worship books the children think, "Ah, oh, bless," and pick the more modern ones up. You see, you know how they read all the Harry Potter books with sort of more adult oh, with covers. The, yeah, they change the covers on. Just to hide the, the, the Discworld. Just to hide something. the fact you're reading a children's book. Discworlds aren't children's books. I know, but they still change the they change the covers to more. Serious business-like covers. I like. The, I, 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 I love like, this one. I, want, I saw one, and it was a picture. Of the, I think the original hypothesis pictured the Ford Angler sort of flying through his how at will. The second one was just picture this very artistically gross of Ford out poking up for some clouds. <laughs> so right really, really. Yeah, seriously, the only stuff I know about um, Harry Potter books is there's a there's a Hagrid and a McGonagall. There's a train, and obviously there's some fucking kid named Harry. And that me and Chalky did a voiceover of the first movie, which was really bad because we made all the characters out to be like the the little ginger girl or yeah. fucking whoever she is. We turned her into the, this really butch, strong dude, <laughs> and, and like some other character was like, turned out to be re- like he was supposed to be some evil character according to Chalky, but we made him out to be like Harry's love interest or something. <laughs> fucking hilarious. But the only other thing I know, other than taking the piss out of Harry Potter, is uh, that I had to read parts of I think the. First one for school children when I was a teacher's assistant. What? Wait, whoa, 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 stop. That's the most interesting thing about that last statement. You were a teacher's assistant. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> they made you near children? Well, if I put the batting orders in place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun. Was that caused the batting well, order? The, the kids, um, the, the reason that makes me feel really old now is that. Why am kids- I thinking Jack Black from School of Rock? <laughs> I was actually quite close to be fair but uh, no man I feel really old because them kids are probably in college now probably so Jesus fuck I'm old and therapy even probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him oh, good time I can't believe yeah how do we go from Linux gaming to books about raping clowns and and Harry Potter having a well let's be fair it would have been a better film if I had a butch ginger chick in it <laughs> I don't understand it. This world is a better series, and anyone that says to me that Harry Potter is Harry, did Harry Potter ever outsell this world? I'm sure it did at one point. If it did, you're wrong. Ah, oh, right, you could, but are they being unfair here? Are they lumping together like one campaign, one Harry Potter book to one Discworld novel, or like compared to the entire series? Besides, we all know why Harry Potter would have sold, sold Discworld. It's because Discworld's most commonly um, shoplifted book. <sighs> I love this one, folks. Love yeah. them. Oh, oh, I can't say it's a spoiler. If you love the witches, don't read the books, the young adult books that have been tied into this world canon now. Of the, what, I've been releasing books tied into the canon? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Who's well, written no, them? They're not, no, no, no. Um, Terry Pratchett decided at one point that he was going to 
uh, write Discworld style novels for young adults so we could have like a bit of a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but towards the end of the series, they decided that they would tie certain events in with characters that hadn't been mentioned in a while into the canon of the series. They kind of took place in their own like, little separate separate world, almost. Um, and then they said, oh, no, no, that, that actually happened now. That's part of the actual official full-blown Discworld right. storyline, not just the young adult stuff. Um, if you like The Witches, I'd like... Uh, don't read the young adult books. There's a pretty big change that no one wants to happen. Right. Just saying... But then, soon as your dad is a Discworld fan, if he wants to actually complete the set, he might have to, might have to read the. I might buy from yeah. I was really annoying Terry Pratchett died because for one for one year I didn't know what to buy him for Christmas. There was, apparently they've done a uh, they've done a film about Terry recently. Have they? Uh, yeah, it's on BBC iPlayer. I think at the moment I can't remember what it's called, but it has a uh, uh, another chap kind of dressed up as Terry doing like a, a kind of a... Oh, it's all like docudrama type thing. Yeah. Dramatisation. Yeah, it goes thing. through and it tells you the story of Terry Pratchett. Because mm. do you know what he did before he wrote Discworld? Uh, he was a newspaper writer and a... No, a PR agent for... Uh, British Power Nuclear Station. Power Station, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you... Um, there's a theory that he based a lot about magic on um, nuclear waste. Good times. Like how it's supposed to be carefully controlled and... He did say... Um, what was it there? Uh, in one of his books it's called a slip of the a slip of the keyboard there was a bloke who went in for like a tour of the power plant or whatever and you know the, 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 there's like the Geiger counter or whatever yeah. it is um, when they go so people when they go in they go, they go through the machine and you know, they make sure they're not going right? to die and then as they go back out they get checked to make sure the levels are, are reasonable they haven't gone ridiculously <laughs> you're not very right and, you're dead and you? they were like shit what this one guy went in and they said, it was bizarre. He came in and he made the machine that wasn't supposed to go bing, go bing. But he'd come in. He hadn't gone He hadn't gone through the place. To, to, so they ended up trying to find out what the hell the problem was. And it turns out he'd been um, disassembling um, some aircraft, like an old altimeter or what? I can't, can't think of Oh, that. the dials. Yeah, and he'd, he'd been dismantling those, a set of those, on his dining room table... And because they were radioactive, that was all over the place. And so when he went also in... So ultra-sensitive, those scanners. They are ultra-sensitive ultra to pick up anything. There was um, that most be finger. Did you ever hear about the um, thing called the radioactive boy scout? Right. This boy scout. Um, he died, actually, recently. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, he died. He's quite old when he died. Oh, okay. When he was a boy scout, he decided he wanted to make his own... He want, first, he wanted to make a neutron gun. Then he decided he wanted to make a, um, his own nuclear reactor. So what he started doing was he was going to scrapyards, finding old clogs which had radium on the handles, and um, getting old smoke alarms and taking because Mets ones have Americanium two thirteen, I think it is, mm. which is a radioactive element. But they're in all smoke alarms because that's how they work. They use they use more mass reactivity, mm. and it's quite harmless. You know, it's it's an alpha source. But he basically was collating loads of this together. It got so much together. Yeah, so he's going to try and build a nuclear reactor. Yeah, he was only about sort of 13 at the time, 13, 14 at the time. And um, I can't remember exactly how they found it. I think they were like doing some sort of normal background checks. They walked past the sound, and all of a sudden their guy comes and went, I was like, hang on a second. They eventually found a way to get like people in hazmat suits to sort of take away all his stuff he collected. And he sort of become, I don't think he got in trouble for it because he sort of come almost like a local legend because he's the, the boy's guy who tried to build a nuclear reactor. <laughs> 
But he, um, he was always said that he never knew if he managed in an interview like three years ago. He said, um, I don't have a number of any lasting damage from handling all this stuff, but we'll find out. And then he died a few, a few years later from cancer. Oh, so God. I think the answer was probably yes. Yes. Yes, he did. What a fucking bizarre thing, though, like when people were, you know, coating pocket watches and things like that in these radioactive materials, mm. only for people to be carrying them literally in their pockets and then to be... You know, but the dose was so low, the exposure is so low. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, have you seen the Royal, the Royal Christmas Lectures? Mm. Oh, in the Royal Christmas, they do the Royal Science Academy place thing. Mm-hmm. There's a table that family used to do lectures on, mm. and apparently a few years later, some I think I don't know if it's family himself or someone else accidentally spilt some radioactive fluid on it. They cleared it all up because um, that's how they realised how dangerous it was. I think it was radium. No, radium. Right. Then another few years later, this guy came and do electrical radioactivity. He got his guard cap on the table and went. It's like oh okay. Oh, there's been a bit of a... Pro- oh, it's the table. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> well, the other one I read about recently, was well, read about some time ago, was, um, you know these big cooling tanks they have in the reactor and mm-hmm. the plants when they cool the fuel down? Um, there is this, they have divers going to service them. Because you're actually quite safe. There, you can, as long as you don't get in, like, sort of, like, a few feet of the actual wards themselves, you're actually not going to get any dangerous lethal dose. It's actually slightly lower in the water because mm-hmm. the water acts as a shield from the background radiation. It's actually slightly lower down. Mm-hmm. There's this diver in it, and as he saw through round, he sees in the corner a um, piece of metal, and he says to this guy, so there's a looks like a random like, fixing in here. He says, oh, just pick it up. So he goes down, picks it up, puts it in his, full bo- his toolbox. Mm-hmm. As he leaves the water, all the room radiation alarms go off. <laughs> and this bit of metal was actually part of a um, controller assembly that had been inside the reactor that come that had been neutral activated, which is where the radiation actually makes something radioactive. Mm. It only happens in certain things, but you can certain radiation can make things radioactive. Mm. And it, at some point, when some of the floors were moving, Cosmos got knocked off and dragged into the pool as well. Oops. And he'd handled this with his hand, and they had to sort of testimony. They determined that luckily for him, because he only picked up his hand. Hand is very is very it's very resistant to radiation. Mm. It's on the parts of your body that Ashford can handle radiation quite well because of vital organs in it. Now you know. Now, if they had put it in his pocket, he'd probably have received a lethal dose. Because he put it in his toolbox, he was quite safe. So he's very very lucky. This is only like 2013. Jesus Christ! So it's quite recently. That's not something I'd want to play with. I mean, no. I'm, I'm kind of the same with just like electricity. To be fair, I was like. Uh, <laughs> to be fair I think I have two things electricity or nuclear reactors I feel I'd rather not play with nuclear reactors a bit more hey do you honestly think there's anyone crazy enough to let me anywhere near a nuclear reactor all I know is if you go to a nuclear reactor and you taste mess in your mouth you might as well just sort of shit yourself yeah, <laughs> just, just give up mate right. that's, that's it you've had it good times uh, had it. anyway Linux gaming Linux <laughs> <laughs> gaming Linux gaming now that we've given you a seriously um, just, just as a word uh, just going back quickly um Read Terry Pratchett's A Slip of the Keyboard. Absolutely brilliant little book. Absolutely love the damn thing. It's just loads of like little random entries from like diaries and news articles that he's written over the years. Really, really good book. If you haven't read it, if you're a, if you're a fan of Terry Pratchett or just just kind of want to know the process, read that book. Brilliant. Cool. Absolutely brilliant. So Linux gaming. Um, I'd tried. Do you remember? I think I said in the podcast how I tried. Uh, going to Linux Gaming a time before, um, sometime after SteamOS had come out, because once upon a time I used to really despise Linux for any real hardcore work, because my main experiences 
were with Red Hat back in, I don't know, the late 90s, early 2000s on a laptop of all things. I fucking hated it. Over the years, I've grown, I've grown to uh, really love Linux, uh, which is why this stream is now coming off of a Linux box. Um, we're being sponsored by it next time. Linux! Which is, uh, it's, that's the kernel, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Linux is the kernel, not the actual, the whole thing. But, um, it's a pretty big part of the thing, to be no, fair. Alright, it's, it's the, the central piece, but still, it's not it a functioning... It wouldn't work without it, would it? It's not a functioning operating system without the rest of it. But, still, um... Well, I, my phone's called Linux Unix. <laughs> <laughs> not this, close, it's close. But still, um... We'd built a rig. I'd wanted to try Linux gaming. We'd talked a long time ago about um, Steam machines. I'm wanting, wanting to try out Steam machines. And I'd, I had a spare PC land about that was actually powerful enough to do something with Linux. All of my other Linux boxes have been burners. And I'd put in... Um, it was a pretty decent graphics card. It was a, a, an Intel 3770K with an AMD... Um, Asus uh, 7970 Direct CU2. Pretty good graphics card for the time a good few years ago. So I still play you know, most games. And I popped on the latest version of, I think I was, SteamOS is based on Ubuntu, isn't it? So yeah. I jumped into uh, Ubuntu, put in the latest version of Ubuntu. By the way, um, AMD don't actually officially support the later versions of Ubuntu with proprietary drivers. You have to get the open source drivers. Nice. The open source drivers, whilst great for, you know, general computing, suck ass for gaming. So you'd, you know, go into a game, it would lock the frame rate to say 24, 30, uh, 30 FPS. <laughs> you then try and load something else. The drivers wouldn't kind of yeah. release and uh, go that's back the, to the That's the refund. big thing that puts me off Linux is that there's something, <coughs> there's, there's always going to be some piece of hardware somewhere on that you rely on some bedroom coder, not a engineer well, with accidental documents and stuff making. Well, here's the thing. So I kind of gave up on Linux gaming on that machine for a while. I was like, I knew how to fix it, but it was a bit of a ball. Like AMD didn't release the drivers. I didn't want to go back to a previous version of um, of Linux with a an older kernel where I could get proprietary drivers. I waited until I thought I'd get a, uh, an NVIDIA graphics card. Well, I, you know, I've been do, talking about my little burner box that I set up for like 300 bucks with a reasonable graphics card. I recently got a 1050 Ti, put it in there, Intel Core i5-2400. It's retro. I've just recently shoved a 480 gig SSD in there. Because uh, literally, I couldn't put a mechanical hard drive in there because it's kind of propped up between the casing and and the uh, CPU cooler. Not great. Don't do it. Just saying. There's no room in there at all for air or anything. Cooling. I mean, who needs that, right? But it's got NVIDIA, an NVIDIA graphics card in it, and NVIDIA supply proprietary drivers. All the issues that I had with the AMD card, gone. So I can finally actually try... Linux gaming. And it's been fucking brilliant. Any of the games that I could get that I had already in my Steam library, which is reasonably big, um, out of the 400 and some odd games I own on Steam, about 150 of them are Linux compatible, work like a dream. Sweet as a fucking nut. Absolutely brilliant. Great fun. 
Um, so much so, I've actually been tempted to buy a uh, a Steam controller to try one of those out. Like give 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 Steam OS a go. I was going to say, have you said something to me? Without myself? without actually installing Steam OS, because mm. I have kind of a specific use for my Linux machines. I like a specific layout. Um, so Steam OS really wouldn't do it for me because it's too limiting. It's obviously designed around Steam's big picture, and eh, not not my kind of groove. But I'd like to try one of their controllers out because my wireless Xbox One pad doesn't work with Linux. Um, wired works fine, but the wireless adapter doesn't have any drivers. No one has released any drivers for it yet. But obviously, Steam OS is Linux based. Valve have made the Steam controller. I'd like to try one of those pads. So expect them in the near future for me to rant and rave about how good or bad the uh, Steam pad is. Mm. Um, I think the general consensus is it's not very good. Uh, well, I, to be fair, I don't really mind. It's just the idea. As long as I've got twin analog sticks or something close to. Because I touch the thing. Uh, you've got the one of the D, the D pad is uh, a touchpad, and uh, the what would be the right analog stick is also a touchpad, which valve. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's this thing called the PC gaming market, right? And um, we tend to buy mice, gaming mice. I have never known a PC gamer who has bought a gaming laptop that hasn't bought a gaming mouse with it. Touchpads are not a thing. We don't use trackpads for fucking anything. I have a gaming laptop. Would I use the fucking trackpad? Would I? Fuck. It's just not a thing. So why they decided putting trackpads on this thing was a good idea? Not cool. But apparently they can be all like heavily reconfigured and stuff. I'm looking forward to trying that out. So next payday, I'm buying a Steam controller. Cool. Um, Linux gaming is actually a thing. I've actually bought more games. If you remember, I told you a while back, I actually bought a series of games that I wasn't really into um, just because it supported Linux. Like, oh, that looks kind of neat. It's done by an indie developer. Let's buy those. They support Linux. Bought them. Um, Life is Strange, which uh, you and Chalky were kind of uh, chatting about on and off uh, podcast a while ago. Chalky lent me the PS4 version. Mm. I am yet to connect my PS4 back up. Life is Strange has a Linux port. Oh, cool. So I bought it for a fiver in the sale recently. So I will play it through on Linux. Um, it's been really good. It's flawless. Works just as well as uh, as Windows. I say it looks quite snazzy because also I can see Linux at the moment. It does look quite snazzy. Oh, you're looking at... Uh, so what I'm running right now is a variant of Arch called Antergos. Right. Um, with the GNOME 3... Uh, desktop environment. Yeah. It looks very um, Mac OS X. Oh, don't say that. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> I well, you don't dock. Well, it's not really a, <laughs> it's not really a dock, although I have um, changed the configuration a bit. Um, so the Steam, though, is a bit weird, though. It's like it's all the Steam has been sort of squished slightly. Yeah. It, well, it's the way this is themed. Um, so it is themed slightly different from default but still I mean I like it Linux works really well for me I can do most of what I want to do on Linux Um, it's just a handful of games that aren't supported there are companies like Feral Games that are porting games left and right it does kind of puzzle me a little bit where they say the newest one is now on Linux 
we'll port the first or the second one to Linux, but the rest of the series can kind of sit there in limbo. Um, can't you just port the rest of the whole series? Well, <laughs> perhaps it's nice thing is you post like. It's cheap. They can play if there's newer some newer games out. They can play the old ones licensed to port cheaper. Yeah. Whereas the new ones they play don't want to. It's not making money <coughs> so much of the old ones, so it's probably a licensing issue, I'd imagine. I'd like to. It, it. I would say it's definitely a viable gaming platform at this point. So you know where we said Steam Machines test of time. Yeah. I say actually show some real potential at this mm. point. It's well, really quite nice. I would consider my when my when I get myself a new rig. Mm-hmm. Um turning my old rig into a steam machine. Yeah. Because I'm just putting a hard drive in it. I was going to say, I think, actually, your current rig is what's about the same power as my little butt box, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, we... It's a bit old now, my current rig. That's about three, four years old now. Well, in fairness, that thing's running on about six-year-old hardware, with the yeah. exception of the 1050 Ti. But, yeah. um, I mean, for a 300-quid PC, it plays most recent games at decent frame rates, um, even on Linux... Um, the operating system is pretty smooth. Software is readily available. I mean, not everything is supported game-wise. I'd like more companies to get behind Linux. I mean, for Square Enix to start releasing Linux games through Feral was fucking mind-blown. The Steam controller is sold in a package with uh, Deus Ex DLC as the devil. Uh, Mankind Divided. Um, yeah. Like there is actually a package where you can buy the Steam controller in that game. I already own the game, so I'd like to. I'm going to probably play that through on my Linux install rather than my Windows install. But cool. Um, cool. I can't believe how the difference between going from uh, an AMD graphics card. And I love AMD cards. You know, they really do punch above their weight in some cases, but especially for the money. But when it comes to Linux and that lack of uh, lack of driver support, Sam mm. like the open drivers are good enough. <laughs> They're really not. You can't... They work. When it comes to hardware these days, it's that'll, that'll do me if it doesn't work with hardware. It has to be done by the people who have the full specs. They know the engineers. They know the architecture inside out. Because uh-huh. software, API, hardware at the hardware level is incredibly complicated to do mm. it's incredibly it's it's amazing how I mean somehow they, they, they still work a lot in assembly right. so working at such a base level that mm. if someone who doesn't know the hardware who's trying to call it I mean congratulations guys you've called to get a driver brilliant you've got work but it's never good. it's like someone who builds like you know it's like sort of a child building a little go-kart in his house yeah it's well done you've built it but it's not a Ferrari yeah, for sure. You know, you're never going to have that sort of expertise or the engineering nouns unless you happen to be... If you're a programmer who works there, who happens to do the PC stuff, who builds the Linux version in your spare time, good on you. Yeah. That's who you need, actually. That sort of person who's got that unfettered access to this. To I think AMD are helping with the open source driver, but... I don't know. But it's probably like... It's probably... Bob, the sort of intern programmer. I just want to have a little rant as soon as we're going on about the next game. The PlayStation 3 and the PS4, the PlayStation 4, are running on FreeBSD. They are running with AMD graphics cards. Please, guys, come on. I didn't on. know PlayStation was a Linux variant. Uh, well, not Linux, FreeBSD. Oh, sorry. FreeBSD. Um, so that, uh, what, what that, that pays me for not actually listening to what you said. <laughs> yeah, free. <laughs> it's, it's free. Well, look, 
A lot if if there's software on Linux, chances are it will eventually end up on FreeBSD. If it's on FreeBSD, it'll eventually end up on Linux. It's a, it's you know more Unixy, Openy stuff. So I, I don't want to go into it because there's 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 free B, free BSD users and and there are um, there are Linux users. Is this like antimatter and matter? Never the two shall meet. I've yeah, they, they it's mostly um, like a political kind of view. Like one one group is like ah, do what you want, and the other group is like eh, do what you want, but uh, we we value these things more. So. You know, do as we say, or we try and slap you with lawyers, even though we have no money to do so. Do whatever you like, but we will burn you down if you do something we don't like. iPhone is um, apparently has parts of FreeBSD in it as well. You see, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, Apple OS parts of FreeBSD in it as well. Many Unix though. <laughs> it's, 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 it's FreeBSD. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of neat. I, you know, I just kind of wish that seeing as you know the PS4 and the PS3 are running on those things, they have AMD. Uh, AMD cards in them or AMD uh, APUs or whatever they're called please seriously but still uh, Linux gaming very neat Steam machines pretty cool wish more developers would get behind it um, yeah rad and I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast fucking do you remember I was babbling on about Allwell yes right and I thought it was really weird that a game like Allwell didn't have a Linux release because it kind of seemed to tie in really well like yeah. open software government spying Allwell got a Linux port cool it's been great no, it's, it's funny you say the Allwell guys it's so I was bringing it around I was, I was kind of having a little bit of a nerdgasm over my Linux box yeah oh Colonel yeah. Hacking <laughs> <laughs> well, as you may have guessed, our next game I'm talking about is it's one of the rarities. Not often we get this situation where we've both played a game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've both played the game. And we both like the game. It's even <gasps> rarer. It's very rare. It's normally... See, I, I, I would recommend this one to you, didn't know. You did, actually. You said to me, said, have you heard of Orwell? Of this spell... You were playing Papers, Please, right? Yes, you? I was, yeah. Which said, I bought. <laughs> you bought. He said, have you heard of Orwell? I said, no. I said, have a look at Orwell. So, after we finished the podcast, you showed me the trap. Well, that's quite cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think after the last podcast, um, I went home and I bought it. And it's fucking awesome. It is. <laughs> oh my God, it's good. It's really good. So, should we say namesake of all well? Oh, well, yeah. Um, George and, Orwell, and, and, yeah, 1984, yeah. Big Brother, government spying, uh, controlling you know, the people. Mm. Saying that something is all wellying seems to be a new thing these yeah. days. It's like, a, oh, it's, the government is fine. It's a bit... It's not quite as bad as actual 1984 Orwell. Well, if I had to be honest, if if George Orwell had any idea of what was going to be happening right now, fucking hell, the dude would have been nerding out or freaking yeah. out at this point. Holy shit, we ca- they carry surveillance devices in their pockets all the time? Yeah. Oh, my God! Yeah, yeah. well... Perhaps better explain what Orwell is. So... Mm. Orwell is this computer system. Basically, you take the role of an investigator. Yes. And the Orwell system is set up. There's an investigator. There's mm-hmm. analysis. So let's say I was the investigator the analysis. So the I'm idea the is... this tool. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the analysis can't... So Orwell, as a software, what Orwell does is it looks through various social media feeds, newspaper articles. It can hack into people's um, phone conversations. and automatically translates voice-to-text type conversations, it can listen to emails and so forth, and can't mm. build machines. And you know someone's like, they call it a universal 
identifying them, but, but yeah, the, the, the UI like, like of someone's hand. It's more like it's more like a MAC address, <laughs> or no, it, it, it'd be more like say for your phone, you've got an IMEIE number there. The, yeah, yeah, the, but it's unique all <laughs> hardware, yeah. all hardware has a system. So after a certain date in the in the Orwell timeline, uh, the Freedom Act came out or something. Safety Act. Safety Act. Sorry. Safety Act. And um, every device, every device has to have one of these um, IDs. So every device can be directly tied to a person and easily tracked, like your phone. Yeah. And um, what so, you, so what you do? So the idea is the analysis can only talk to so talk to the investigator, but the investigator can't talk directly to them. Mm-hmm. So you could talk to me, you can sell me information, but I can't talk to you. So what I, I could say to you, Divine is a terrorist, or suspect a terrorist, look into, look into it. it. And you can make the call of who's suspected. You can only investigate people who are suspected. Yeah. yeah so I would then go to my higher-ups for clearance. And say, this friend of Divine is, um, we think might be involved because of this evidence. Mm-hmm. And they might say, yes, go ahead, you can investigate him. And, and then you would have to then go and build a profile based mm-hmm. on different sources that yeah. you have. You couldn't just hoover up everything No. Um, without... So you'd have to find their email addresses. You'd have to find pseudonyms. You'd have to and find... have to find links to them as well. Yes. You can't just I like the person who investigate, and you have to find links to them. Mm-hmm. So you take on the role of so the investor, you're the investigator. So the idea is you look at the social media feed. You can see social media all well finds all pick up bits of information that look relevant, mm-hmm. and I'll put key phrases. But then you decide what information you upload to the person's profile, which the analysis gets to see mm-hmm. so the analysis doesn't can't see anything in context so let's say for example let's say for example you have a conversation and I say do you know what? I wish I could kill him mm-hmm. okay now Instantly. in context in context it was um, it's obvious I'm joking off of however that phrase would I'm going to kill him could be pulled out uploaded to my profile you could then and be you would see very violent yeah you would or... see it's all oh, they're threatening somebody mm-hmm. um, but there are scenes in Orwell. So here's here is the thing: Orwell, the software, and the the guy above the uh, the the investigator, Sims. They know, yeah, whatever his fucking name is. They know nothing to the to the point that, let's say, for example, um, I take Nick's profile on some website and I use it to talk to someone who I couldn't talk yeah. to normally. Orwell wouldn't know, even if it was said three messages up, by the way, it's me, Skaz, don't worry about it, such and such and such and such. Orwell wouldn't know that it wasn't Nick. It would just look at the profile and say, that's Ram, that is less fucking, more time that is. It's down to the investigators to take the context and put it in. So they basically, it starts off, there's a bit of bombing. Yes. And all you've got is this name, Cassandra Watergate? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's someone. And all you've got is her, because she's got a criminal record. That's yeah. how That is her. it. That's how it picked her up on security cameras in the area of the bombing. Yeah. And from that, you then look at her social media feeds. You can then get access to her phone. Uh-huh. If you don't find more information, you might then sort of find she's got a relationship with somebody. And then after that, if you get enough evidence about this relationship, you can then sort of put it across... Um, and then you might then access that person as well to investigate them, so you've got any yeah. links. But what's interesting is that the name Orwell implies that you're going to be playing against, say, in a very authoritarian state. isn't really actually hard. The, the people that say, we need evidence, we can't charge the person without evidence, we need rock-hard evidence to do this. Yeah. 
And if I mean, you, they actually freak out if you don't provide the right evidence. Yeah, because they can't charge them. Mm. And if you like, if they, if there's somebody else there, if you've got not got enough solid evidence to say this person should be considered a suspect, they won't let you investigate him. You have got to find relevant information, <laughs> and you can shotgun it with completely random shit as yeah. well. Like, oh, my favorite color is pink. Um, I like cheese sandwiches. You can actually put that in an all well profile. Yeah. But where it gets really interesting is you'll get conflicting information. Mm. So you'll get two bits of information that directly conflict each other. Sometimes it's a case of, if you look at it, it's a timeline issue. So actually, like, these information can both be true if you put into context of a timeline. Like, in this year, this could happen this year, but because they just directly conflict each other, they won't work. Um, or might be a statement like very vague state like so and so said he was going to do this and so and so said they were going to do it as well so these two people kind of both done it mm-hmm. then that's when you have to get really clever and start actually looking through all the various websites and so forth looking for clues that Orwell hasn't picked up mm-hmm. trying to find statements that correspond to it and when you find one it's like and some random a chat puts a random comment on somebody's Facebook profile that that tells you which information is relevant you go superb yes I know it is and you can and you can solve and as and it's set in days it's set over five days Mm -hmm. and each day has like a big cool conclusion so the first day is I can't remember it's the first day you um oh what happens in the first day you find uh, oh you get her you get someone arrested don't you yeah the second day, you have to you either... Well, no, you, you can get someone... Ar- the idea is, so there was one bombing at the start. Yeah. There is going to be a sequence of bombings that you have to try and stop. Yeah, a second bombing happens on the first day, or yes. the second day it happens. First day. Yeah. At the very end of the first day... A second bombing happens. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, shit! And, and of course, that puts your person you usually arrest out of the picture because you've got them under... Yeah, you've kit. actually arrested them, so you start freaking out. Um, I think, yeah, that is chapter one, wasn't it? The one that was yeah. originally... And I- the second day, you have to try and find out if there's going to be another one, and at the end, you have to work out where the bomb is going to take place. Yes. And that is really... That's, you actually... This is not... The games and tell you, you have to really think about it yourself and work mm. out where the bomb is going to take place. See, um, what I really liked about it was that you could really fuck with it. Because yeah. I, I realised quite early on that I could fuck with it. And so I yeah. wanted to know, if I sh- took a shotgun approach to information, um, Tim Fall Hat is now going on, kind of like how governments are doing these days. Let's hoover up everything and then try and uh, profile things later when something goes wrong. What happens if I shotgun it rather than pick out the key points? Mm. What will the game see as important? Yeah. Uh, what stuff will it lock me out of in future? Um, I'd kind of sussed out where one of these attacks was going to happen, but because I'd shotgunned information at it, um, they picked the wrong. Yeah, the, the bloke freaked the fuck out. The guy above me as the as the investigator freaked the fuck out. Spat out all the wrong information because they prioritised all the wrong stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I let a few people die. And I'm going to continue to do that through my first playthrough to see how... Like, I am doing everything in my power to make the wrong people seem like terrorists. Like, you could be like, I don't know, um, a rabbit-hugging vegan. I'm going to turn you into Adolf fucking Hitler yeah. by the end of yeah, that no, first it's, it's... And you can do that. Yeah. Like, there's a, there was... Um, like, let's say, for example... Uh, 
I don't know. Nick says, oh yeah, do you want to go out for a few beers? Should we go down the pub and discuss the next podcast? Now, of course, for me, I'd say, yeah, rocking. But I could say, oh no, mate, I've, you know, I've got something else to do. I can't, you know, I'm on whatever. I'm going to be driving. I'm not going to have any more drinks. Then someone twists my arm to, to, to get me to stay for a little while longer, have a few drinks, hang out a bit longer. Orwell would pick up the fact that, oh, you've twisted me arm, mate. Whoa, shit. They're being fucking violent. That guy's oh been God. attacked. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. Violent to friends. Or like if I said to my mum, said something to my mum, and then I said, oh, you fucking twisted your arm there. He abuses his mother. And then that ends up in the profile. But it's com- taken completely out of context. You can yeah. really fuck with people based on the information you feed into the profile. What I particularly like about Orwell is it's a very believable see software hmm. you could actually apart from perhaps highlighting data I could believe there was somebody sat there who's okay we think this guy's a terrorist let's start coming through his Facebook profile his LinkedIn profile his Steam account his has he got accounts here let's start hacking into his <coughs> phone into his email I could believe as a piece of software that all oh, well it feels like it feels very real yes and the idea of somebody picking out information and passing it to somebody else it feels like a proper source structure to it yes because the whole point is that you are not actually, as the investigator, you're not actually part of this basically this place called the nation. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really point things out who they're talking it is. I must admit, I felt like it was Britain when yeah, I was playing to, it. To a point, yes. I felt because he's a parliament, made a prime minister. He looks like a young Donald Trump. Which is horrifying. It is. When I first thought, fucking hell, it's Donald Trump. Oh, oh God. God. Um, but then they use, they use phrases like gasoline and they drive on the wrong side of the road and all sorts of things like that. So it's not. But I think it's, I think it's maybe like a very generic country and there's no... The government's just called the party. Yeah. So it's, it's very sort of generic. But the point is, you're meant to be an outsider to this nation. You're not actually part of the nation, you're an outsider to it. Mm-hmm. The idea is you're more impartial. Shown in the trailer. So, which, which actually sort of, um, it's all sort of like very cleverly plays into the fact that you are actually outside this fictional mm-hmm. nation you're looking into it from there. Yeah, exactly. You are, you're not actually part of the group. You're but not actually part of their world. I'm totally sold on that being a real thing. I, I, I could honestly believe that you go to GCHQ and mm-hmm. there would be a equivalent to Orwell sat there. And there are people who are like all of us guys sat there doing what you do in the game. I could totally believe that exists. Mentioning the GCHQ gets you flagged on a list of specific keywords. We are now on a... Well, we're already on plenty of data. All wells after us already, yeah. <laughs> they just, I, I, I want to assume it's the investigator tasked to us just uploading all the random shit and the, in, the analysis can't tell what's going yeah, on. The, the guys are like, they're terrorists, they're clinically insane. They're all... No, they're all right. No. Oh no, they're fucking completely mental. There's like fucking guys in with riot shields and fucking battering rams stood out my door going, Well, let's get nope, nope, okay. Now? Nope. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Make up your minds, guys. I pass them on the way in. <laughs> Evening, guys. Evening, like, Evening, Ram. How are you? Not too bad. Too bad. Are you going to break in tonight? It depends what you say, guys. Really? <laughs> we're, we're wait one day. It's, like it's been 57 episodes. It's not happened yet. It's like you're opening the door. You're right, lads. Fancy a cover. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Come on, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> first name turns most of them now, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Except Big Al. I don't like him. He's a bit of a dick. He says dogs can't look up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> How's those police dogs? Aren't they so friendly? I'm not. Well, they, 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 weren't, they weren't right off the bat, but no, I mean, they, they got, got to used to us now. <laughs> Just I mean, imagine well, what they'd be I like mean, if they had I mean, to arrest us. I, I, when, I, when I learned that Big German Shepherd was called Fifi, I mean, 
And he's, and he's, and he's, such, a, he's such a little deal. You know, he also has his little tummy wrapped and everything. Yeah, fucking waggly tail. Gets really excited when we open the door. <laughs> the guys, they give us that stone-faced look and then we just look at them back and then they fucking You've smile. got a dog called Fifi. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, you fucking got me, didn't you? It's like, yeah, do you want to come in and have a couple of jobs? Man, I didn't think you'd ever ask. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> How are the kids at school? Not too bad, mate. <laughs> what are you going to say this podcast? Can't tell you, but I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. That's where most of the subscribers come from. <laughs> well, GCHQ. Yeah. yeah. But, so about the about all well the the actual the interface of the game. Mm. It actually so it presents you with a profile, a login window. Yeah. You have been given the option to bait. You have been given the. The, the, the privilege of beta testing Orwell. You're a beta tester yeah. for this program. It, the, the, the start screen is right. Give us a profile picture. Give us a profile name. You can give us an email address. Yeah. Which, because I'm a paranoid fucker, I didn't give them. I didn't really email address. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I wonder if I actually will get an email. I thought, it's just getting clever. I'm going to get an email sent free from Orwell. who's going to send me an email through or something. I thought, but nothing happened. Dude, if that ever happened. It's like Uplink. Like like yeah, when Uplink opens up the disk drive, it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel to this. <laughs> oh, it, it, it gives you, so Orwell is a game that can be played completely with a mouse a mouse yeah so no keyboard interaction no no control pads no nothing just I literally think it's also on IRS I think I don't know I haven't seen it, it. I think if it, it is it would work anyways. Uh, it, yeah it would I mean it gives you a dashboard like if you're operating a program on a computer yeah you actually feel like the operator of this software. Kind of like how Uplink did it. Yeah. You know, Uplink was like, oh yeah, you know, type in an IP, yeah. uh, search for this, drag this over. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't leave that UI. Yeah, you've you got... You didn't leave yeah. your computer monitor. And you've got an internet browser, and you've got things that allow you to hack into computers. Mm-hmm. You've got things that allow you to overhear... Once you've got someone's phone number, you can see their voice. You can monitor emails, text messages... Phone calls, bank accounts, yeah, uh, uh, you know, social media profiles. Yeah. Um, fuck it, it's yeah. really nicely crafted, really mm. well put together. The art style is really clever. It's it kind of reminds me of oh god, I've gone and forgot Max. I've gone and forgot the character's name. It's Max something from like back in the nineties. The the guy that made was made to look kind of like Max quite, Payne. Like no, it was earlier, than, way earlier than that. Like back in the eighties, he was a, a TV character that was oh, right. Divine would probably. Oh, oh, Max Headroom. That's the one. Yeah, the characters kind of look a bit like. Yeah, of, it's almost like they've got sort of uh, the images have all been sort of pixelated, not uh, triangulated. So they're, they're almost they're very like pop mail polygons. Yes, they're very kind and of pastely colours. They're very Crichton esque in the way they've designed yeah. their characters. If you've seen Red Dwarf, but it's also designed to invoke. So like later on, like sometimes you'll see on social media feeds, I'll put like a meme up. But you know the classic meme of there's a bit where it's quite clearly Russell Crowe from Gladiator. And it says, "Are you entertained?" Mm-hmm. And it's all with a sort of done like a meme style, the white writing and everything. It's, it's clearly meant to be him, but they've done the same styles. So it's all consistent, so it all feels yep. real. The trailer as well was done in that. I thought yeah. it was really well done. Yeah, 
my god. It gets the idea across. Although I must admit, I thought you were going to be like controlling cameras and stuff as well, uh-huh. where it's not just a bit of software. But it's basically you're you're it's a bit like the investigative journalist now. It makes you yeah. almost want to start trawling Facebook and seeing what you. It makes you want to like pick some random person on Facebook and see if you can learn about their lives just from Facebook and what how much information you can draw out of it. And I will say now, Tim Four Hat's still on, right? If you weren't freaking out about the amount of stuff you put on social media, right? If, if you weren't freaked out about... I mean, seriously, people put stuff up on social media that they would never tell their own families. Yeah. For some reason, I have no idea why people do this, but they do. I mean, I've been guilty of doing it in the past. Um, but... Seriously, if it doesn't freak you out about social media, playing this game, that stuff can happen. Yeah. People can profile you based on the things you put on the internet. And it's not just about what you put up there, it's what your friends and family put up there about you. Yep. And that's what, because it's what you can control what you put up there, you can't control what other people put up about you. Metadata is king these days. Mm. Metadata is gold. Well, I was funny, amusing the other day, because have you seen, um... What Zuckerberg? What's his name? Mark's, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Facebook. Facebook. Facebook chap. He's saying that he wants to sort of help develop AI to start spotting terrorists. <laughs> and I said, I think myself. Oh God! I thought this is all well and person of interest because person of interest is all about spotting terrorists. And because he's basically, all, it felt, it feels like it's all tied together. Because I've been playing watching person of interest, which is all about AI that can spot terrorists and give people numbers, and then they have to investigate their mo- social media and work out who they are. Yeah. All part of me and their contacts. Carsberg always does that to me. And we play all well, and he was like, it feels like it's all tied together. But it, it, it's a very common theme since uh, the world post Since 9/11. prison came out as well, yeah. especially since prison came the, out. The whole idea that all of our data is being vacuumed up, and it's not necessarily, well, I haven't done anything wrong, or I haven't got anything to hide. Everyone has mm. secrets, yeah. and everything is being hoovered up, what you've done now may not be a crime, but in the future it might be. Mm. Uh, you know, once upon a time, saying that you saying your religion on a census was once considered an okay idea. You don't fear your current government, but who's to say that someone you don't like gets hold of your data in the future? Yeah, that's very true. And all I think gives you an example of actually about how misunderstood stuff on social media can be. Yes. How it's, easy it's, you can be misconstrued <laughs> Yeah, and, it's all and open twisted. to interpretation. Mm. And that's all the point of the game. It's like saying, anybody you pick, because pretty much every person you encounter in that game, including people who are completely innocent, have nothing, or do nothing wrong at all, mm-hmm. you can find information to make it look like they're guilty of something. Well, that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to make these people look... I mean, don't get me wrong, if there's a really bad ending, I'm going to get the really bad ending. But I've just been trying purposely to like, oh, this person ain't actually that bad. Oh, but the way you read that piece of text, I wonder how they're going to read that when I put that in their profile. Because they only see the snippets you send across. So yeah, they don't get the big They don't get the context. That's the, whole, that's the whole idea, is that they don't get... They, they make the decisions based on what information you supply them. Yeah. You get the context, so... If you, I mean, there's a couple of times where I supplied information across, and I knew the context of it because I didn't pay attention to what it was going to update the profile to, because it mm. tells you. Um, I think an early one is um, this person likes, is, she says something like, Oh, you're just taught, someone says to this person, Oh, you're just torturing me now, in a jokey, clearly a jokey yeah. context. 
Was but, it something to do with food, wasn't something it? Something like that, yeah. But Orwell picks up as this person likes to torture people. Yeah. And if you drag it across, you'll get a message from your chap saying, oh, she likes to torture people. That's something else we can add to her yeah, interrogation. Like, oh my God, she's pretty I, I, said, I do that. I think, oh shit, that's, that's our context. That's not, what, that's not what it means. Mm. Oh shit, what have I done? She's, she was basically, like, to start with, it comes across as she's a pretty lippy bitch. Um, but she, depending on how you read one segment of things, she could be a pacifist. If you read a later section of it and hand over the other side mm. of the story, she's really fucking nasty and violent. And then you find evidence to explain why she's such a sick personality and yep. it makes sense. And, and so you could be handing over all of the wrong stuff up until you find that later piece and then yeah. you're like, oh shit, I've just dug her a mat. I've and dug her grave yeah. already. And it's worth saying, there's no undo. Once nope. you upload something... <clears throat> That's it. Once you make the decision, upload it, yeah. you've had it. And if you get conflicting information, Orwell won't necessarily tell you where the conflicts are. So it could say, by the way, um, there's some pos- there's a potential for unknown data to counter what we're saying here. You could submit it now. Or you can best prove or, wrong. Or dig deeper and find the conflicts yeah. and try and work out. See, now I tried that at one point. I was like, Hmm. If you dig deep enough, you can find all the conflicts. For sure, you can. But what I ended up doing, because I was trying to see how it worked, like, would he just, how would he interpret all of the shotgun information I'm handing him? Hmm. Hmm. This Badly, I think, is the answer. Yeah, pretty much. This, like, like I've already figured out that there was a bomb in, in the mall. The guy was like, Aah! Spoiler! And handed out, Spoiler. Well, he already said it like 15 times. He said it was a bomb, and he said when it was. Yeah, there's a bomb in a mall, who gives a shit? Someone dies. Apart from the fact the person who's playing the game doesn't know, oh, where are we going to blow? Oh, it's it's. Hey, if they don't find the information, fucking Skippy ain't going to figure out. <laughs> He's not going to figure that out. And he won. You might think you've submitted, you might have come to a conclusion, right? So yeah. I say, there's a bomb in the mall. And I figured that out from all of the things that but I've read. But has the information that I've given been clear enough mm. to point the supervisor yeah. to that? Because you might think it was completely obvious, and I did. And I was like, well, that then it turns out there's like this one piece of information that I sent over as a laugh was enough to say, eh, well, now I'm completely clueless as to where that could be. We'd better fucking question someone. And everything else that I'd sent through yeah. made out that it was a joke. And so they yeah. had no idea what to do. And it was hilarious. The guy freaked the fuck out. Because he didn't know what to do. Yeah, he had so much of the wrong information. Yeah. It was great. It was really brilliant. clever. So, it, it's... You can really... I mean, I can't stress this enough. You can really, really fuck with people yeah. in in this game. It's really good fun considering how basic it is. It really does get you to think. I believe there are multiple endings. There are definitely multiple there's endings. At least, I, think there's four, there's four, I think there's four actual endings to the game. Oh, okay. I think there's about four different endings to the game. Although there's like there's like two main endings and the variations of the theme. Sure. I think. So I'm basically going to try and go for the whole lot. I'm gonna, first I'm going to see how fucked up I can screw yeah. people's lives. Uh, then I'm going to see if I can kind of make everyone out to be pacifists. Yeah. And then I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm going to fuck with the government. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, the ending, I will say the ending was not, it wasn't quite as solid as, I don't think they, they, the way the game ended wasn't quite as solid as the rest of the air parts have. Mm. And it does feel you are being heavily steered towards a certain conclusion mm-hmm. and a certain opinion, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't because the thing is what I like is very grey and grey morality yes. it's never explained it doesn't 
Orwell as itself, if the people who are investigating isn't actually necessarily a bad concept, as long as the people who are investigating are more like, say, me, and less like, say, you. Yeah. As long as people are in tone the context, listening to it, understanding, not just rushing in, putting information across, mm. Orwell doesn't feel it's not actually that bad, because it's being used reasonably. The people mm-hmm. at the top aren't just, oh, random information, we're going to arrest somebody. It has to be a correlation of information, which you can supply if you're not careful. But then the other side, people who are sort of pro-privacy, have got some good points as well. Yes. Um, oh, one thing I like about Orwell, which is very clever, is how it, despite the fact that it's a game all about reading texts and so forth, manages to have dramatic moments in it, and even like dramatic music cues. Yeah. You'll be reading a bit of text, and all of a sudden a bit of key text pops up with some information, and all of a sudden you're just dramatic music cues, and you're like, oh shit, Pepe, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it was really neat, and it shows you how even the simplest of information can be misused, misinterpreted, yeah. and completely really screw something yeah um I mean I really when I started screwing with it and I mean like really screwing with it I just wanted to know how the game worked yeah. like would would once I hand it off to the to the supervisor would I have any further input or would he just literally fuck off and no and, go, and it turns out he literally just fucks off and I was like that's your role your role is just the investigator yeah. it's very much like it's not like um, CSI where the police are involved in it Step of the process. Mm-hmm. Your job is to investigate. You pass That's information it. across. So it's 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 very nice, like kind of refreshing that you have to think about that chain of information. Uh, you really do have to construct a profile. So if you're going to play it and play it seriously, take your time. But trust me, when you want to fuck with someone because you don't like the blue haired bitch, oh yeah, you can really screw with them. You yeah. can screw with people's families. Yeah, um, it causes a lot of trouble through friends. Because, you can because, as you said, it's all about grey areas. Depending on your personality type as well, you could say, "Whoa, that person's a fucking nightmare." Yeah, I better fuck them up. But then, if you're someone more reasonable, you might think to yourself, "Well, that's got to be more to that." Yeah, I was. Um, I took a very um, initially. I was doing what you did, just blowing everything. Uh-huh. And then once it saw, once I saw him misinterpreting things, I thought, "Oh, hang on, son, I better be more careful here." And I was not loading anything until I read as much information as I could. Yeah. In order that I was like, I had to, because I thought, it's, I felt it was important that I picked the right information out. Yeah. And I would comb through and try and, but when it comes to people's personalities, it's very difficult to try and work out. Mm-hmm. You have to really sort of try, this is where it comes hard. It's what you have to work, you have to make a judgment call on their personality and hope you don't get it wrong. But the thing is, you can also steer it. So yeah. where you're like I, I could have got it wrong, whilst whilst like one minute they might have come across as a bit of a pacifist, uh, depending on the information handed over, mm. you could have uncovered a bit of a dark side about yeah. them. And when they're pushed on it, they flip the. There is one person specifically in the game who comes across as both sides mm-hmm. of the situation. You have to be very careful about which one you pick, which person you pick, and there's some very suspicious information. You find something that still points one direction, something yeah. that points another direction, and you can steer either way. And mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you what, because towards the end, when you get the roster of people, it's a bit like a whodunit. Yeah. You're having to guess who the sort of ringleader and the mastermind whole of this is. And I'm sat there, and always people here, and I'm seeing for myself... Well, he could be it. Because I will say, this is not really a spoiler, but the very last time of the game, 
you're limited to how much information you can put across. Oh, me. You're, you've got a, a limit. I think, uh, from, you've got, you can only upload so many bits of information and that's it. You're so you have to be very, very careful what you upload. If you upload duff information, that's it. You've wasted time. And there was this guy who, um, I, I was still thinking, I've actually got to work out who this person who's, who's behind on this is and try and get the right information across that points in direction. And there's this one moment, all of a sudden, it just clicked for, it's them. Uh-huh. It's them. I know it's them, but I need to find information that proves it's them. Uh-huh. And I'm fucking right. I got it right who it was. <laughs> but it, it, it all took a while to click. It is like a whodunit where it takes, but you, but because you are the investigator, you find the clues and all of a sudden it's like, it's not them, it's them. But mm-hmm. it's them. It's got, they are the yeah. ones behind it. And there's some real shocking, the story's got a lot of twists and turns to it. It has got a really nice and those story. Will change really, depending on how you play it. Yes, the story is really good, actually. I mean, the general big bits are all the same, mm-hmm. but the actual story is very good. Would you play it through again? Ooh, um, it's probably in the same category as I see um, adventure games like Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, uh, Life is Strange. To Once me, you've done it, you've done it's it. canon. I've okay. created the story, so I probably wouldn't play through again. Um, I'd like to make another one, yeah, um, similar thing because because it's, it's 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 all expanded. They could set a whole new mystery up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like also if they did something that's perhaps rather than one big mystery, perhaps two or three smaller mysteries that you yeah. sort of you sort of work your way through. So each day is finding because that's what I thought it was going to be like working out a mystery for one section, mystery for the next section, and so forth. So I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but actually one big overarching. There's like sort of sub mysteries. There's one big overarching mystery behind it. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 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 I will probably play it through again, though, because I mean, I want to see how I can change these people, yeah. how I can break the st- well, not break the story, because I can't break the story. However, it goes is how it goes. Mm. But um, I want to see the different endings. Yeah. I want to see how these people react to to different yeah. things, because I mean, as you say, everyone has something to hide, mm. and if you if you push someone with something they didn't expect you to know. Holy shit, they can go from being the nicest person in the world to a complete psychopath. Yeah. Or a complete mentalist to like, oh shit, yeah, I know, I'm, you know, like, I know my dog died and I'm really angry, but I'm not really, like, I'm just really upset. He's really angry. There you go. Oh shit, there you go. And that's what I'm saying. Even the things that we say here, if people were to, like, make a mix video of shit that we've said throughout a podcast, we're we're terrorists. You know, we're psychos. But it's all down to con. It's brilliant. It's all down to context. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I will play it through until I, I figure out all the different endings. Yeah. I will. I'll be going through it and piecing it together in my head. Mm. But I'll still be feeding yeah. it the information to. I think I will play it again as well as that. Um, once you've done the mystery mm. and you know the outcome, it's never quite the sort of fun part. You know what information to put across to get the right. It's, the fun part isn't. Uh-huh. The fun part is work out what they should put across uh-huh. and interpreting it. Uh-huh. And that's why it's so well written, because it's very well done. Yes. Um, but, yeah, hopefully I'll be in all well too. I think as you guys are trying to get me to pick this up, aren't you? Yes, we are. I would totally say, oh, well, uh, how much is it right now? I think um, uh, it's um, six ninety nine. Sounds like like six Totally well worth it. The music is pretty good as well. Yeah. I actually have the soundtrack for it. Yeah, I think pretty it's nice sitting as my at the moment. It's, it's got it's a high contender for game of the year for me at the moment. 
Same. It's actually yeah. really good. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It was last year. <laughs> so, um, one thing I really wanted to do as well, because there is actually a computer out there called Orwell, which is a, a Linux kind of security conscious computer, like a little tiny puck. Really yeah. nice design to it. I really wanted to play Orwell oh, on an Orwell. Orwell. Yeah. Um, maybe one day. <laughs> Orwell on Orwell. That's fucking, yeah. with my copy of George Orwell's 1984 next yeah. to my Orwell, playing yeah. Orwell, <laughs> listening to the Orwell soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Whilst I become a, because th- they're even hints of being a thought criminal in it. That's great. That's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Lo- I just love it. Absolutely love it. Great game. Play it. It's like two, like two thumbs up, four thumbs up, because Nick's giving it, like, thumbs up too. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thumbnail. Yeah. Okay, right. Stuff we're looking forward to. This is something that actually fact I a friend messaged me about some time ago, but I completely forgot about. Or oh, well too. No. <laughs> but I don't know how I forgot about it, and I feel very ashamed because it's probably my best loved series of all time. Mm-hmm. I know this one. Macquarie Five is fucking coming out in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. I remember playing Macquarie Two on a Pentium One. Mm. Well, Mad Warrior 2 was one of my... I was telling this story earlier, but I'll put it here. One of the first PC games I ever had. Um, we had a Chris as a sort of like Chris early Christmas present type thing. Our grandparents we got to the PC World on the, on the cover story of we we're going to buy my cousin. My cousin wanted to buy a new computer type thing. In fact, my grandparents were buying us a computer. And we went up there and we got bought ourselves our pack up bell. I think it was a one three three megahertz computer, something like that. Nothing mm-hmm. at the time it was quite it was a mid range PC at the time, but obviously now it's you know, my iPhone's got more power in it than Oh god yeah. yeah. Raspberry Pi's my basically. washing machine's probably got more power than the, that pack up bell had in it. Yeah. But it was our first PC. We before that we were using OS two on IBM, yeah, Jesus. the most, the most sophisticated, and that was the most sophisticated game. That was was um Snake. I was using Commodore Basic before I got into a Windows ninety five. Well, machine. the great thing was <coughs> the IBM one is all the games you could actually access the source code. <laughs> so you could just unload, you could open the source code, you could open the file up as a game or as a source code, and then that's how I learned was learned the program because mm-hmm. I used to sort of go in and modify the source code so it happens and hope I didn't break it. Um, and that, that that used five and a quarter inch floppy disks on that idea. See, I never had a machine with five and a quarter flops. But, oh my, dude. Going to a shop, buying a magazine, opening it up, there's your game in Commodore Basic, in code. Tuck away yep. and hope you don't make a mistake. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I had a whole book of um, computer games for Quick Basic that I, got, uh, I brought from a... Uh, Believe it or not, I bought it from a garden centre in their used book section. Oh my God, but I had, I had about 30 computer games, and it was it's just code to code. And some of them were really simple. But there, was some, there was an RPG that was um, 30 pages long in the book, mm-hmm. and there was a Star Trek simulator game as well. Highly illegal to put a Star Trek simulator game. It had all the name, it's all appropriate names and characters and stuff. And I, yeah, I, um, that's how I learned to program. I sort of make big or nested if statements. Me and my mates used to dick around in QBasic after school. Fucking days, months. Yeah. That was amazing. We created a multiplayer RPG um, with... We actually designed a world builder. So we would give you a, 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 a template, just like a big square grid. And then you could take 
um, sprites that I've made um, and then you'd like press one or two to flip between the different sprites. You could click to set the sprite down and then you could assign it a value, open up the, say, uh, the dungeon editor and then you could say, uh, what, uh, what dungeon do you want to edit? You type in the same value that you match to the sprite on the outside world, then code and link the inside as a text file. And we built a whole world editor for this RPG. Wow. That, was, that was amazing. We spent so long on that. I wish I still had the code for it. QBasic was fucking brilliant. I like QBasic. Um, that's why I sort of learned my... That's why I sort of learned... That's where I learned programming pretty much was QBasic. And I think everyone did that. That's where... Right. Well, I remember when I went, remember going to college and finally used Visual Basic, which was awesome. And I remember going on that and I was like... Thank goodness it is so close to, it was so, it was basic as basic. It was so close, unless they go, until they went to .NET, and then basic was nothing like basic. Which one was .NET? .NET is where they got with, because of Visual Basic, um, which one was the WYSIWYG one? a Visual Basic. That's what's called Visual. I remember you barely had to really do. Visual Basic, you had a picture of like you basically have your Windows form, then drag and drop command bars, and oh, you'd add things. And that was one that was um, it was a um, oh, I've got the proper name for it now. Uh, it was interpreter language, so basically it interpreted each line of code as it went. Mm-hmm. So when you you could modify code and while you're while you're programming it, um, and also you could like and directly reference, you could like have all buttons called the same, have indexes on them, and so forth. Later, but it wasn't object oriented. .NET turned Visual Basic into object oriented base. It was what became object oriented. So basically, most of the things you used to work didn't. And if you imported a, a I think Visual Basic six was the last version they had. Probably went to .NET. I think it was Visual Basic. Six. I mean, if you transferred it over, it just didn't work because it ain't the way they, they the way they fundamentally reference stuff was completely different. Um, There's like a mass rewrite at one yeah, point. Which is when I switched over to Visual C Sharp as my I programming know, language. Short. I like Visual C Sharp because it's very similar to C. It's meant to be a hybrid between C++ and Java. Oh. But but they took the sort of best parts of both ones. And it's a really nice language, C Sharp. It's probably all languages I've programmed in. It's probably my favourite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I think I like is all probably... I do also mess around a bit of C as well. God, I've never got on with Java. I hated Java and JavaScript. I think that JavaScript is the plague of the internet at this point. I don't like JavaScript either. <laughs> so Horrible fucking stuff. Yeah. But it, that, that's going off the point. MechWarrior yeah. 5. MechWarrior 5. Yeah, MechWarrior 5. So, um, yeah, I've seen my story of how I pack up bell. So we got the pack up bell and we had to schedule, visually we had to schedule hour, an hour each turn to play the pack up bell. But... Yeah, so my poor sister is coming with, I think, scan disc, and she pressed the F2 oh. on scan disc, and then sat there for half an hour while it scanned the disc. And, found and she that, was on the clock. And she was on the clock, yeah. And I got my arrows in, and it came with Incredible Machines. Yeah, that was the first time I only knew it was Incredible Machines. Came with that. It also came with um, MDK. Yep. And it came with a game called Swerve 3D. Which is a game I actually really enjoyed, but um, because it, we didn't have to, it didn't come on the deal, it came pre-installed. Yeah. So at one point we uninstalled it. Didn't oh. realise you couldn't reinstall it again. Yeah, you can still. I imagine sheer luck. I remember the name of the game, so I have to find it. Can I throw out that I still actually have that Pentium One Packer belt upstairs really? in my loft right now? Yeah, the beige box is upstairs. Yeah. 
Upgrade of RAM to 16 megs, kids. Wow. <sighs> High fly. Um, but I was, about a month later, we got took up to PC Gate World. And I was like, okay, kids, you've got, you can buy stuff again. You've got 10 of to spend on the game, so forth. So we're looking through, and there was all the, I think parents were feeling more like sort of the um, children-y type games. Like, oh, Learn to type. I was only about sort of nine, ten at the time, something like that. And we walked past, and um, I can't remember what my sister picked up, but I walked past, and there's a bargain bin. Oh, I glanced at the bargain bin, and there's this jewel case, and it said the Essentials Collection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's this? Then on the front, they all like sort of, they had like a little like sort of ornate picture frame and then in the picture was the picture of the MechWarrior 2 box so there's the box and then your artwork is like yeah there's Metal 2 I picked up and looked at it and there's this big honking robot with this big sort of flame yellow flame effect behind it it's like I want this game no, so I, that was the game I picked and we took it home I go home I installed it and just watching the intro cutscene and the guy and when they saw this really low res intro cutscene where the guy gets blown up and they do a bit shooting, it's like, this is going to be fucking My awesome. explosions look like cheese and you can only have yeah. on the screen. Oh, this is when I was, um, I mean, I saw, no, I tell you, it was awesome. That was, I literally, I wasn't very good at it, I shit at it. Because it's quite a hard game, MechWarrior. Uh, I remember playing all the tutorial and, oh, the best tutorial boss in it, he's got the best line of dialogue of ever tutorial boss I've ever heard. He goes, I've said to the podcast before, but I have to repeat it now because it's just best dialogue ever. And he goes, Excellent. You've demonstrated the ability to know to, to do what I tell you to. I like that. My dog does what I tell it to. I like my dog. You two should meet. Remind <laughs> me to do that. Well, because that's the first time playing the game, and also this guy was actually talking to me. There was an actual voice. Yeah, he was talking to me. It's like wow. You know, then were the days. I mean, I I've, well, I was in this three D world. Previously, I've been playing Snake. Uh, yeah, you know, and and snake is the best. I'm playing snake, and also I'm in this 3D world, and I can wander around, and I can shoot things, and it's all big, and it's and uh, so that was my two. And Warrior s- two, the game that sent you into a world that just blew your fucking mind. Yeah, because let's be fair, games of the time. I'm going to have to close this door because we're getting lots of background noise because somebody didn't bother to close it it came through. Because I'm a savage. He's wrecking my house. (laughs) Games of the time. How could you get up and break the vodka? Anyway, is it that bad? Mm. I'll drink it, but... It's not Iron Brew. <laughs> it's Iron Brew. It's not Iron Brew. <laughs> uh, so, games of the time. You've got to think, there was quite a jump between, say, computing of the 80s, you know, 8-bit machines. Yeah. You jump, You had this jump into, like, the Amiga, where you had, like, the bouncing beach ball thing. They actually had, like, 3D graphics on a machine in real time. And then... And then the PC, when hardware, and I ain't going to say that PC hardware was cheap, that was getting cheaper and more powerful, and yeah. the things you could do were just... The 32-bit era is when it's all properly kicked off, really. The, it was fucking mind-blowing, the jumps in the games. Mm. I mean, imagine Mario Brothers, Pac-Man, and then, say, going to... 
I know, like, Halo, Call of Duty. So that's what the jump felt like. And I mean, I know that Call of Duty is kind of retarded, so it wasn't like, wow, technically amazing game for the time. Retarded. <laughs> um, it really did feel like that kind of jump, a game that you'd never expect to see, just there it was in the bargain bin. And you bring it home and you're told that you're the guy's dog, or you should meet the guy's dog. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. Um, I mean, I like Macquarie 3 as well. Um, wasn't so keen on Macquarie 4. 3. 3 was a bit more, not so much more arcade, but it's definitely a bit more a bit more easier than I'd say 2. Mm. 2 is very hard for my mind. 3 come out, actually. Oh, um. Because I can remember when me and you first met, we were talking about Macquarie. Hmm. MechWarrior 4, I think, came out... Well, MechWarrior 4 was early 2000s. I think 2001. I think it was pre, pre-college. pre Pre-when we started college, MechWarrior 4. MechWarrior 3 was late 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. I think MechWarrior... I think MechWarrior 2 was 96... Ish nine five nine six. I yeah, think Macquarie three was about ninety nine. Then Macquarie four was like sort of early two thousands. Yeah, was definitely quite a bit old when Macquarie four came out. Because um, although I, was, I can't, it must have been pre college. I tell you why it's pre college because I was playing it on our house PC. Because I didn't get my own PC until I started college. That's when I oh, bought. My, right. That's when I bought my own PC at college when I was at college. Damn. So I was quite late getting my own machine. I can't um, my first machine, I think, 19... My first PC, not personal computers, as traditionally considered personal computers, because I had my own Commodore 64 and stuff like that. My first PC, 1997. Mm. So I was quite a bit later than that, yeah. Um, but I, I was quite late to getting to PC gaming, to be honest. I was mm-hmm. quite late to... Or I played games, I wouldn't say I was the sort of same level gamer as I'm, say, now. Mm-hmm. Where games sort of, games was like to me just sort of something you did to pass the time. Yeah, they weren't sort of. I it was like a neat little thing to do. Yeah, it wasn't like sort of. I saw more depth hobby that I sort of spend quite a bit of time on, quite a bit of money on. Um, but <laughs> that's yeah. how I managed to get a PC. I was literally an addict from about the age of five. Yeah. So. But. But yeah, I remember so. There's not been a lot announced yet. Um, same people who did Macquarie Online. Wait, hang on. Macquarie 5. And yes. 4 came out in, say, two, say the early 15, 2000s. It's about 15 years. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, as uh, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's going to be a fair chunk of people who are going to go, Macquarie 5, what are the previous four? Yeah, God, I, man. I'll be is... amazed. I'll be amazed if it's still called Macquarie 5 by the time it comes out. Time computer. Holy shit. Wow. Back in the days, you know... Time computers? Yeah, you'd I buy them. Uh, you know, you'd buy a time computer or a Packard Bell from PC World or... Wow. Like, wasn't there another brand, like like a kind of store brand you could buy computers from back then? I remember time... I forgot about time computers. That's not everyone on track about time. time computers. Um, I remember when they went bust. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. That was... Bad. Oh, we are old. <laughs> um... But yes, about 50, so there's a lot of people who've never, because I want to, I doubt I'll be amazed it's still called Macquarie 5, but there are PC out. gamers that were born after Macquarie 4 came out. Yes. That's fucking, 
That makes you feel old. Whoa. Yeah, that makes you feel very old. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're, they're people now gonna... doing our college course, but we're all equivalent of our college course that we were doing. What shit? Who <laughs> would have never played Mech Warrior. Oh, poor bastard. Or would have been around when Mech Warrior would have been born people when Mech Warrior came out. Play- there are people out there that think PlayStation 3 is retro. We'll get into that point. Yeah. I just want to see a PlayStation 2. Anyway, we'll find feel old now. Um, so, they've not... Pretty much all they've released is a pre-alpha footage gameplay. And it starts off... It's it, They sort of like sort of start off quite good. Literally, it's done in-game. It's actually rendered in-game. It's rendered in-game. Sure. And the guy walks into a hangar where there's a mech. And he literally just walks up to the mech and looks up at it. This massive mech towering above the trailer. Although, I swear it's not to scale. I swear it looks too small. I don't know how tall it's meant to be, but it looks too small to my eyes. Perhaps it's just my imagination, but it just looks... Are you saying in comparison to other mechs from previous well, games? Well, mechs or? are quite tall. I think a mech is about... I think they're about 30 metres tall. Mm. They're big but they're big boys in mechs. I'm sure some get to about 50 metres tall. Mm. But this one looks really small. I'll show you after we've watched it. You have to watch the pre-alpha trailers, but it's really quite cool. Because sure. he literally goes up to they fire up, and his mechs all powers up into life as they fire all up. And it's an old, it's about 500 years old, this mech. It's a bit of ancient history. Well, I was going to say, because mech warrior mechs are like your traditional mech. They're not like, they're, they're awesome. not modern Japanese mechs that like can fucking fly around at high speeds. There's, and- there's basically two forms of mechs. You've got the Japanese mechs, you say, which are basically giant ninjas, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Really? They're fast. They can fight these swords a lot. They're agile. They're very mobile. They're very quick. But, Mech, 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 why mechs are basically hulking great fucking towers of death. Morting tanks. Ta- yeah, they're tanks. They're, they're, they're quick, but they're lumbering. Yeah. They are basically a walking tank. You know, they, when they, they make a big thud, they walk across the ground, boom. Yeah. A, that's why I like them, they feel like a piece of machinery. Yeah. Whereas I never liked playing games which had the more Japanese mechs. They just felt like I was just a guy in a suit. Yeah. But those no, you feel like it, a yeah. piece of machinery. And the thing was, they properly simo do machine. It was basically a simo episode doesn't exist. You're a bit like sort of, um, say, um, um, not Eve Online. Um, what's the other space Elite one? Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous, the one. Elite Dangerous, you know, you're basically it's a simo for something that doesn't exist. Yeah. And maps are simo for something that doesn't exist. You're right? a truck simulator. The they, fun long distance drive. They do exist though, you're trucks. I don't know. I'm, well, maybe the long distance drivers, the long haul drivers, actually think it's really fun. I'm pretty sure average show public wouldn't think long haul drivers. But the fun. trucks do exist. But Euro truck is fucking fun. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're in this, I've got 130 hours in Euro truck. Really? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's just, so he goes Maybe in. Maybe I'll drop my steam control. Oh, he goes in, he looks up at the um, mech and then he gets a little lift up to the top, gets into it. And this is the bit that's all of like, oh, I've got it. Because he gets in and also it just goes, reactor online. Like weapons online, sensors online, all systems nominal. Because they always pronounce normal as nominal. Mm. And I remember that was what I always remember. That was my that's my memory for Mech Warrior 2. You know, whenever you go to Mac Warrior, there's reactor online, weapons online, systems online, all systems nominal. That's my Oh god, they've got it. That's that's the line. Then he gets he drives out and it's all big and lumbering and so forth, and then he has a fire. It walks for the purpose. Yeah, it feels like it and my concern is I hope they don't go... I hope they keep the 
realism of it realism but you know make it feel like a piece of machinery I want something that's actually somewhat grounded in reality I want to be managing my heat coolant and my heat levels and I want to be able to customize my thing I want to be like if I want to be able to like fall out and have to climb to get back up again because it's a thing you all so the, the way I the way I describe Mech Warrior mechs to um, versus say uh, Japanese Gundams and mobile suits to people is like imagine Mech warrior suits, mech warrior mechs, they are like, you know, the, the 20XX day one giant robots. Yeah. You know, we haven't refined the technology yet. We've yeah. got like lead and fucking granite and there you go as a fucking robot made out of churches. There you go, job done. Um, Gundams, whilst they, the, the time period is set like, I don't know, some random time. Um, oh, we've only just developed these, have you fuck? Um, I see them as like, they are like distant future. Yeah. You know, we've boiled this down, we've mastered it. Robot suit. Yeah. I think mechs, I could just about believe existing. Mech warmers, I could almost believe existing. Yeah. And I think that's what, as a common theme for a lot of the games I really get into, is they've, they're, they're just about pushing they're the pause They're just pause. about... Yeah. Plausible, yeah. You could almost see it being a thing. I could imagine someone being able to build a mech. Admittedly, I think it'd actually, I think it'd be a massive venture. I don't think about to move at seventy kilometers an hour. Yeah, well, mechs are horrendously impractical. The whole idea of mechs actually one of the most stupidest designs you can have for them, but they're cool. They're, there's a case of course of that. Otherwise, they're completely stupid and designed. But they are. They look awesome, and I, if they capture the that's my concern. Do they, if they must capture the essence of what makes a mech cool? If they do that, mm-hmm. then I'm sold, really. And it's a mercenary-style game again, because they've always been between like the storylines and the mercenary-style games, where you have to have your own outfit and do missions and so forth. It concerns me a little bit. Okay, you said it was the Mech Warrior Online team. If I remember correctly, you you were not a big fan. It's because it's online. That's the only reason why I won't play it. Fair enough. So if it, if they pulled the online mode. That is it. There, they um, basically. Could you play Macquarie online with like a, just a group of friends? Did you have to be on that mass server? I don't know. I didn't even talk to you at the time of day. Oh, so I saw the online part. Like, because a lot of people I know that was at the time that Hawken was coming out, mm. and everyone was kind of gushing. Like, Do I play Macquarie online? Do I play Hawken? Um, I found the Hawken crowd. Mm. Um, Hawken, from what I've seen of it, was a lot more. Fast paced. Fast paced, more arcadey. It was the. So, okay, so. Mech games. um, I don't know how many different mech games you've played, but I've played. uh, Mech Warrior. Armored Core. Played some Armored Core. uh, The Gundam games. uh, Obviously, you have stuff like. uh, Zone of the Enders, I've played. Yeah, Zone of the Enders, loads of people played Zone of the Enders. Um. Obviously, like Hawking, uh, Gun Griffin yep. was a, a, a Sega one. A really, really, really fun game. Um, What's the one that had the big keyboard that came Oh, with fuck. Uh, uh, Steel Battalion. Holy shit, Steel Battalion. My God, with the, the 100 pound dual joystick, fucking tons of toggle switches and light up shit on your dash. Pedals to move your giant robot suit. It was a process to start that fucking thing. Um, so there's, there's the, uh, Hawking was one of the more arcadey ones, like Armored Core, uh, like the Gundam one, Zone of the End, it's like something more fast paced that would wreck the shit out of something, 
um, high speed, heavily armored, didn't feel like it was kind of new tech. This mm. is like, we've refined this for a few years. This is like way past my lifetime style technology. Yeah. Armored core uh, would fit in with the same group as say gun griffin, slow moving, heavily armored, fucking pew pew things die if you hit it. If not, you're a fucking sitting duck because everything else generally on the battlefield is faster than you. Yeah. Um, what kind of games were there? Uh, Oh, yeah, and Steel Battalion, obviously, fucking Steel Battalion was so realistic. Well, realistic. Uh, for, a, <laughs> for a mech game. I was quite a fan of the arcadey ones, like Armored Core, Hawk, and, and stuff yeah. like that. I like um, uh, Mech Warrior, but yeah. it's kind of neat to see it, you know. Uh, I, I sort of see the point, okay, but just, okay, we'll just fill out my guy in a suit, don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm a mech. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing, it's, all, it's just that little disconnect of. If I'm fast and nimble, it's like... It was too far in the future to it, be. If, if, it's like playing a tank simulator game where I can... To me, uh, it's, it's like comparing Unreal Tournament to Operation Flashpoint. Yeah. You know, yes, Operation Flashpoint is fun, but it's nowhere near... It doesn't feel as connected as Operation yeah. Flashpoint You does. need something to be more grounded in reality, more plausible. Yeah. Something plausible. that you can actually have constructed in the like near future. Hard sci-fi is probably... A, you need something yeah. to be... So if we were to say Armoured Core and Hawken would be suits that we would expect, say, not our time, not children's time, not our grandchildren's time, but sometime after that. Years, yeah. Whereas Mech Warrior suits are something that we could imagine being built with technology we currently have. Yes. Uh, to a degree, at least, in our yeah. hands. Elon Musk, get on with it. <laughs> Fuck your battery-powered cars, mate. You don't... You, the, see, what, what, oh, oh, what, oh, no. I just realised he's going to make the Tesla mech. <laughs> what no one... What no one... Yeah. <laughs> Charge it up, right. right we're, we're powering up. Let's walk. Boom, boom. Oh, I need to recharge it again. I said, oh, mate, no. And I've got the extension lead. <laughs> no, mate. Get it sorted. Solar power, mate. I've got my solar power and armour suit. Fuck you. Um, no, what you don't realise is he's building cars, but at the back of his house, fucking giant robot. <laughs> I would. <laughs> you can actually buy um if you've got a spare three thousand dollars. You can buy in Japan a little mini mech for your children. <laughs> oh Japan! I love Japan. The fact that they've got a, a fucking scale model Gundam somewhere in, uh, in Japan. That dismantled, doesn't it? I think they they move it. They move it so that like you know like oh like please day. tell me to move that sort under cover of darkness so it just reappears somewhere random in the morning. That would be amazing. <laughs> so I'm going to work up fucking hell. Holy shit! Like open up the window to your apartment and fuck. Just giant Gundam with a beam cannon pointed at your fucking window. <laughs> I can't go to work today. Why? <laughs> I've literally just emptied my bowels over the floor. There's a giant fucking robot outside. Not good excuse. We need to put another 14 hours in. <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> I can't actually get out. They've built the foot by my door. <laughs> good old giant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't present the truth what you said. Sorry. <laughs> this fucking giant robot boot right by oh, where your front oh, door shit. Don't anger out. it. Don't anger it. Or oh. suddenly the thing just fucking over it falls over and takes out a building. Oh my shit, the Gundam fucking has <laughs> crashed. Pilot error. <laughs> We're being attacked. So no, oh. mate, seriously, we just didn't bother down hard enough. Oh, God, yeah. Would you play MechWarrior online, though? If there was, like, a m- way that you could only play with, like, a group? Hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you you play you play Elite Dangerous. Not online though. Well, no, but like you have the option of playing with like completely solo or with a small group, completely isolated. Where are from... people I know, I might play. I might consider it. You might consider a blessing, <laughs> but it depends if it's how close it is to mech, how close it is to sort of the old mech games. If it's mm. sort of simulating and so forth, then I might consider it. It does worry me that there's been a bit of a disconnect in the last fifteen years, and that maybe mech games aren't going to be quite what we what we remember. Yeah. So. You know, like war games, even Battlefield 1, because we can't follow numbering schemes anymore. Uh, Battlefield 1 now taking place in World War 1, whereas Battlefield 4 took place, like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, even that's not hyper-realistic, but then Battlefield never was. But you no, know I, I would mean? say like Battlefield... It, it, I think Battlefield 3 was quite realistic compared to the others, but Battlefield... Two and nineteen forty two definitely, but yeah, they were they were <laughs> bad company. They're uh, definitely not. Oxido, they were uh, they were um, you know they were um, arcade World War Two shooters. And yeah, so forth. yeah, they were. So I always like playing. Um, the one game I did play quite a lot online, actually with other people, <gasps> was um, Delta Force Black Hawk Down. I remember that one. I think um, we, well, mate, we tried to set that up in college at one point. I think we might have done. We were passing around a, a copy of the game to install on I the, think that was the, the case, network. yeah. Um, but I played that online with quite a few friends and I always played as a sniper because there the maps were big enough you could just sort of get miles mm. away and snipe. I just loved full fight. And there was a few maps we used to play on a rotation that I knew a couple of the good spots you could hide in. The best bit is when you come across another sniper on the enemy team and you go into a sniper drill. And I just remember sort of, you know, fighting sort of, right, I need to reposition. Where am I going to reposition where he's not going to be thinking for me? So I have to outwit. That was fun, having to outwit another player. And I remember once climbing up on top of the building and looking down. And I was right. He had he was thinking I was going to pop out somewhere else. I could just see him where he's pointing. Mm-hmm. And I could just got a bead just in the corner of his head, just very carefully. Boom, gone. Like, yes, I outwitted you. That was fun. Uh, that was fun, that game. That was fun. But... Um, yeah, MechWar 5 will come 2018. We'll find out what it's like and we'll either be crying or yelling in. I cross yeah. my fingers that they don't go hawking on it for your sake. I'm hoping the. There's little. It's a little bit it's like they got the. the, the I know. They've got the this. ambience of it there. Yeah, the, the little nod of weapons on it. I know it's on C, but that, those little bits like that just make me go. You know, you guys have. You remember the series. Just don't forget what made the series special. Uh-huh. And what so do you asked. think that? Do you think, and this is what I was actually trying to get, do you think old school Mac Warrior has a place in this day and age? Yes. Really? Yeah. So you think that a, a, a kid these days that maybe hasn't nerdgasmed over Mac Warrior 2, 3, 4 could pick up Mac Warrior? Hasn't hurt Elite Dangerous, hasn't hurt the Armour games. No. Well. Elite Dangerous, mate, I've got to say, a lot of the people I know that have played Elite Dangerous never sat there with a BBC micro um, and played Elite. Exactly, but what I'm saying is Elite Dangerous is a pretty hardcore space sim game, relatively speaking. Um, well, compared to most equivalent games of the genre, I can sit that... No, that. Eve is a hardcore fucking game. Well, Eve is in a league of its own. 
<laughs> but let's, but, but do in terms of as, as, do not anger Eve gamers. Do not anger Eve. We've had this, this is a rural podcast, you do not anger the Eve community. Anger everyone. That's actually yeah. a rule when I, when our forms set up, one of the rules is do not anger the Eve community. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I would agree with that. Anger fucking political groups, religious groups, soccer mums, not a problem. Eve, I am staying well the fuck away from that. We have lives and we like them. We <laughs> yep. value them. I'm not having Eve death threats. Um, but I mean, if, if if armor can do well, and that's a hardcore military simulator. I to think the only reason that armor sold these days is because of the zombie mods. Mm, possibly helped it, but I think a lot. I think you'd be surprised. There's quite a reasonably big community, mm-hmm. and ultimately, in the day. Why not have it? There's there's different people, different horses, different courses. Yeah. Why not put games that that certain communities will like to play? Sure. And particularly like on the PC, which is a nice platform that allows, unlike other platforms, it allows all these different versions of games that you wouldn't get uh-huh. out there to come across. And so I think Mech, MechWarrior, it, it's it's I mean, it's criminal that MechWarrior hasn't come out recently. I don't know why they just didn't bother. They stopped the series. I deserve to be murdered. There's a whole group of Mac fans that are going to be holding fucking double doubles to my head. Um, big cannons. Mm. Um, the Crime Hounds guys. Mm. That, that's another one that was pretty close. It was a combination of, say, the kind of, depending on how you made your suit, um, pretty quick, nimble stuff to the big Hulk and fucking heavy Max mm. of Mac Warrior. I played the ever-loving shit out of that game and it was amazing until they shut down the servers. Yeah. The fact that you could either build... If you wanted a nimble suit, it wouldn't be powerful. Very light-armoured, probably on a hovercraft-style base. Um, or you could have the big Hulk and fucking thing like I yeah. had. With Plus, so the Mets, you had light, you have different chassis, light, medium, heavy, and assault. Mm-hmm. Which are the ones that weigh like 100 tons. So. My, my suit moved so slow... I mean, near enough, anything could fucking run rings around me. But if I hit you, or even if even if I hit in the rough area of you, you were dead. Well, Nekoya Four, I had a build um, that was it was pretty much would one shot any other mech. But you'd overheat, right? Oh yes, so yes. It was an it was everything says an alpha shot. So all my you know you used to have weapon groups. All my weapons were grouped into one group. And I had stripped out pretty much all my armor and everything out there just, just to put more, more weapons on. So what I meant was, that if I met another mech and I got it aimed right and shot it, they were gone. They were all they were nearly dead from one hit. Mm-hmm. Downside was I would immediately shut down pretty much. It was like the heat was just enough, not quite to overload my core, but the shut me down so quickly. So you basically had to snipe with it. You couldn't go close. If you got close, you'd be dead. Because mm-hmm. you'd be sat... That you were seeing, every time you fired, you were seen duck. Mm-hmm. But when you fired, bloody hell, most things... You know, a light mech would just be gone in one hit. Yeah. Having, even the assault mechs would be down to, like, very low health. Mm-hmm. They might not... And if you had a friend with you, sort of, dude, sort of, who was sort of a bit more balanced, they could quite easily finish him off. So you could yeah. really muller. But, yeah, that was um, quite a crazy mech's layout. And that was... No fun to use. Totally you missed. Dude, don't even get me started with missing shots. With my with my uh, with my hound or my my or my um yeah for my crime hounds uh, game, my suit had and most people only had like, oh yeah look I've got you know one of these double cannons or I might have two. I had two double cannons and a fucking massive single shot. 
So I would hit you with five huge fucking shells that would just level everything. Um, my suit was slow, minimal fucking armor, but when you saw me, and you would see me because my camouflage made it so that you knew where I was, like, there was no... That's not great camouflage. Because no, like, like, everyone else was like, oh yeah, I'm in a desert, so I'm going to change my color scheme so that people can't see me. But I made sure people knew where I was, because when people saw me, you'd actually literally see this guy come over a hill and then go, oh shit, and then back they went. It's like, oh, I've seen you now, son. I don't even have to go after you. I'm just going to fucking fire, hit in the air, and you see this little cloud of smoke coming from over the hill. It's like, Fucking nailed it, you little bastard! Oh, Run. <laughs> Although I had been embarrassed in a few in a few matches before, where like a lightweight took me out. Well, well, the the light suit. Basically, you build glass cannon. Pretty much. I mean, I, I remember a Braxis turned up. You remember Lakey, don't you? Yeah. We used to play that a lot. So it was an Xbox game. Um, he turned on me once because he somehow I looked like an enemy, so of he course. turned on me. Fired on me. I was like, right, I can add enough of this. Turned on and fired. He just fucking disintegrated. I was like, that's what you get, mate. <laughs> taking No, you got to take on the whole enemy army by yourself. I'm cool with that, son. Good mm. fucking times. But the little the little suits. There were a couple of ways you could win in um, Crime Hands. You'd either uh, destroy the enemy suits or um, destroy the enemy base. And well, this fucking little guy, man, he'd noticed I was there. I hadn't seen him, so I was just scanning the area. Fucking cruised right around the map, got down beside the base, behind the base. There was nothing to tell us that our base was being attacked until it blew the fuck up. Oh. If I'd have turned around and fired on the base, no base. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, shit, shit, he's too close. <laughs> it was like, you've had a big ass fucking hulking cannon beast there and you couldn't do anything. I was like, I know. And now I know you're going to be doing that again. I have to make sure I fire on you before you get too close to our base before it gets disintegrated. But fun game. There's a, a version of that been made by fans for PC, so I'll have mm. to look that up for the next episode and then drag you in and watch if I can make my hound. Fair. Right. So into other news. Um, news from Valve. Um, they're getting rid of green light. Thank God. Yes. I saw my response to it as well. It's now being placed by something called Steam Direct. How does this work? So, as just quickly, can we just throw out there? Was it last year? Half of Steam's library was apparently made in 2016, or like the number of games had almost doubled, or to some stupid. I don't know. The amount of shovelware that had been put on Steam Mm -hmm. was. I think. Well, let's let's talk about the problems of Steam Greenlight. The idea was sort of. When it first came out, because originally Steam Store was created, so Valve basically had a final say whether you could go on there or not. They mm-hmm. created it. They inside that they were getting a lot of submissions that they probably would be rejecting, who might be worth community playing. They haven't got enough people to do it, so you launched Greenlight. And the, the nice thing was, okay, there are perhaps all games that perhaps tailored to a specific section of the community that would normally not get picked for Steam, but community could vote for them to come in. Mm-hmm downside to Greenlight was anybody could write a reasonably decent description of their, you know, if you could write a good overload description of your game, people would vote for it, you go on Steam and they're cool. complete crap. Exactly. 
Uh, so you end up with a large chunk of games on Steam. And to be fair, there's been quite a few games that have come through Greenlight that are good games. Mm-hmm. But there's been an awful lot of games that have come through Greenlight which are pretty shit. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it's the point where almost whenever you see this, the community pick this game, you go, Ooh. Uh, how many people, I'll look at the reviews on, see how many people have given reviews. And pretty much since the review is fixed, that's all problem. There's a lot of crap on Steam. They did have curators, didn't they? Steam curators. You still got those on there. But apparently, uh, that system became so. Valve didn't really implement the system well, so whilst there were curators there who could kind of vote on a game, they didn't really get much say. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Keep talking while I close the door. Well, it, 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 I've heard so many people complain about that kind of. You've told us that we have to go through and say what's good and what isn't, yet you don't actually give us the tools to yeah. do anything about the shit that we encounter that really shouldn't be a thing. It is still yeah. literally average Joe public sat here in mother's basement gets to choose what ends up yeah. on the store. Yeah, and I'm 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 saying for for like you know I like the idea say certain games wouldn't get on there necessarily without the public sort of frozen, but. It's like Kickstarter. Anyone can work a good, 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 good Kickstarter um, profile, and that's it. You know, someone's actually money would actually find all the buyers a cardboard box and wires coming out of it. Yeah, no, particularly if they were after you know a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and so Steam Direct's replaced this, and basically they Valve basically admitted that you know Greenlight hasn't worked. And it's funny that they now say that Greenlight does, uh, hasn't worked. The PlayStation Store has now seems to almost absorb all of the shit from Greenlight. If it managed to get on through on Greenlight, it's almost like the same people decided they were going to start submitting their shit, their universal binaries to... Well, it's probably a case of, look, um, PlayStation Store, we've, we're on Steam. Mm-hmm. We're on Steam. Must Valve, a reputable company, must be good enough to be in your store. So... Once you've got on one, it's easy to go on the others, isn't it? Yeah. So the sheer amount of shovelware on consoles just don't go on that. Yeah. So they did actually at one point then introduce a fee to list on Greenlight. So it wasn't free to list on Greenlight because originally it was free. They introduced a hundred dollar fee. A hundred dollars. Let's let's be honest. But it it deters the people just trying to make a quick buck. But now Steam Direct has come in, and Steam Direct basically is. You have to pay, you go you can you pay to go straight onto Steam. You pay. Mm-hmm. There's no greenlight process. It's all gone. And but once you pay, you can recoup that back from sales. But you just pay to go on there. Okay, sure, sure. So prices start from they're going to vary price between a hundred dollars and five thousand dollars. Oh, blimey! Okay. I think it depends on who you are. So if you're a little indie studio, hundred dollars isn't a lot. Of it. It's what sixty, eighty quid. Well, we could throw something together and. You know, pile me up that kind of cash. Yeah, but it's probably enough to make you think. If you are just enough to make you think twice, though, before you go too much. But if you're probably a bit bigger, you know, perhaps you're a bit more established, it's probably the five thousand dollar. And also, the idea is you think, well, I'll make that back when I sell them and find do decent games. So it's Greenlight Wall. I can't. I haven't got the exact date when Greenlight's going to disappear. It might have already disappeared for my my knowledge. I've got. Mm -hmm. Um, I just read the press release on Valve today. Sure. Um, And so Greenlight is gone. Not probably, a bad thing. Prob- yeah, probably for the best. I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been some good uh, games that have come through Greenlight for the life of me, I can't name any. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm certain that I voted, upvoted some stuff on Greenlight that maybe was on Kickstarter at yeah. some point that ended up coming onto Steam 
went through green light and I've played them and enjoyed them again can't remember what they are yeah um, I'm sure I've picked up some games on green light but um, yeah I think having a barrier there's not there's nothing wrong with having a barrier to entry to the to the PC's kind of premier store no this is like me taking a sausage like I don't know I've made a sausage roll and it's shit and all of a sudden I take it to like the best supermarket or best chain store mm. in the UK and start well, trying to push it if through. you put shit games on there it devalues your brand mm-hmm. and I think Valve have now realised that their brand because Steam for a long time being a created store you could pretty much go most stuff on Steam was going to be if not your kind of cup of tea was probably going to be a reasonably decent yeah. day yeah then Grant come in, what's happened is it's Valve very much like this. They tend to have really nice ideas that are like, oh, let's get the community Holy involved range. and so forth. But they um they don't think about how nasty people can be or how dodgy people can be. They don't think I don't think they always think they think I think Valve think we live in a bit of a utopia. Whereby sweet and nice and people be asked about how good they how what quality their games are at that moment of time and then people will upvote them and I think Valve I do think sometimes Valve live in a bit of a have you ever watched Meet the Pyro short? Yes. Yes. I think Valve are living that sort of world of Meet the Pyro. Everything's candies and babies. Do you really doubt Lord Gaben, though? Lord Gaben's worshippers? In fact, we're not all digital homicide, or who the fuck ever they are that release shit and expect money for it and expect everyone to say their games are great, but they're not the shit. Yeah. <laughs> are you talking about the ones who got their stuff removed recently? I have no idea. I know they're suing. Um, they want they want Valve to release names and deals of from the gamers who gave them bad reviews. Like yeah, super slander. So Fuck. Valve have said no. We're taking your games off Steam. Yeah, good choice. Fuck them. Yeah. What what dick move? I mean, well, you, you can't sue you can't sue someone for having an opinion. Mm-hmm. They don't think your game's any good. As long as they're not lying about it. If they just say this game isn't very if good. Your game genuinely sucks. To their oh point of view, it's an opinion. You can't sue them for that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a bit of a funny move. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, to go for individual games is silly because what's that going to actually generate? It's not going to. It's not going to people, people think, oh well, I best not review the band that might come after me. You know, the people you graph the actual professional reviewers. You're going to end up, what's, what would end up happening and what has ended up happening to a lot of these little companies that think they're going to be bullies. You know, they're going to try and be the big man. You get laughed out. Gamers yeah. are like fucking this horrible fucking tidal wave. You push one of us, it kind of swings back a bit and then just fucking comes back and hits you full force. Yeah. And we just level you. Games are generally got the friendly fire switched off in most situations. Mm-hmm. They're quite happy to point it and take out the, their size if they need to. America! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm sure it's odd coincidence that most games are American and they're like. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, Valve has got, I think, personally, is a good thing. I was never a fan of it, and I think Steam Direct. If it's a deterrent, I'm assuming what will happen is is that presumably it'll be like a sky. What I wonder if it's going to be is like your first game list is $100, mm-hmm. next game list is 200 then perhaps it's 500 and then after your eighth, tenth game list is then about 5,000. Yeah. I, when you say that though, it does make me worry though, because there are some game companies I know that make very niche games. They're indie studios um, and they've got like 15 or 20 games in their catalogue. Mm. But it's like they're not the kind of games that are guaranteed to make. Money because they are so that they are so niche. Mm. Um, so I was like, are they just going to disappear because of well, their market share? Well, it's whatever system they use, it's not going to help everybody. No, no matter, there's always going to be winners and losers. 
And the best they can do is pick a system that hopes in over war has the least amount of guys and ladies. Yeah. So it's whatever they do, they're going to have a problem. You know, it's it's just one of those things, unfortunately. But we don't know indeed of how Valve just said this. What they're going they're going to charge three hundred and five thousand dollars. I'm just guessing that's that state. So that might not be the case. It might be a case of them looking and saying, well, your team's only got two people on it, therefore we'll charge you this. Your team's got 500 people on it, therefore if you can afford to pay them 500 people, you must be able to afford £5,000 this your game on Steam. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see how this how this works. And it would also be interesting to know if it's if it, it's everybody. I mean, will EA be paying £5,000 to go on Steam? Will, you know, Activision, will... What we, what, you know what we do need to find out? is the difference between the fees for the consoles versus the fees to go on Steam. Apparently the consoles are a lot dearer. They uh, said that, that doesn't surprise so me. So Valve said in their statement that it's still far cheaper to go on Steam than it is to go on consoles. Mm. I, I have that doesn't been, surprise me in the slightest, but still. I think I read some of that, a license for Xbox is on at £25,000. I heard it was something like twenty grand. Yeah, I'm sure I've got the Jesus Christ. And you have to, and they, you get a lot of restrictions on that. Yeah, there's plenty of vetting processes on there even after you've paid the cash. Yeah. If it doesn't meet the cut, even if you pay it, it doesn't go up. No, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, they, I mean, it's a bit like the Apple App Store. Apple App Store charged you, well, it used to be $100. It might have gone up um, $100 before you could listen to Apple on the store. And they would test it first or they'd validate it first. Yeah, to make sure, and you, but there were people, there were sort of people getting their apps rejected because they didn't meet a certain style. They would, they did a standard set of testing if it's like crashed phone in a certain way, they weren't allowed on there. Uh-huh. And that's not to say a bad thing, you know, okay, you paid your money, but it's not an automatic right. If your system, if you're, if you can't, you know, make your app or game compatible with our system properly, we're not going to uh-huh. let you on there because you damage our brand. I can't say pay. 10 grand say I'm going to make the next greatest first person shooter and then make a stick man on a white background yeah. run around and expect to get published just because I paid doesn't mean yeah. it's going to go up there yeah That's it. I, I really do worry about some of the smaller indie studios though um, I think, yeah, I think that maybe some yeah. of the big boys might actually even abuse the system a bit more mm. but the big boys you have to go for green light anyway well, it's fair, I suppose. And um, the thing, thing I think I've got to say is once you're on there and you get yourself established, in, that's what, I'd be interested to know if it's everybody or if it's a case of, as I said, the big boys, or if you've, if, say, you've already got half a dozen games on there, perhaps you just get straight on there, no problem, because they trust yeah. you. The, the grounds that you've already had reasonable selling titles in the past. Yeah. Because it makes me worry that there's there's always, like, you know, the indie guy that sat there with RPG Maker, because if you've noticed, there is an RPG Maker category. Yeah. It's an RPG maker, the old gooey drag yeah. and drop RPG creation tool. Um, those are, there are plenty of games on Steam like that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of because you can buy RPG Maker off Steam, so mm-hmm. you can then make a game with RPG Maker that you bought from Steam to put a game on Steam. Yeah, um, it make oh like uh, uh, I can't remember what it was, but there's a visual, couple of visual novel engines on there. I'm thinking to myself, we buy the tools off Steam, they change the system. A lot of people ain't going to be able to get on there. Like, mm. You know, average. You know, let's say for example, I'm a complete retard, and uh, I can't code for shit. Um, not anymore. Uh, and I sit there and I, I put my work into an RPG maker game. But I don't necessarily have the wonga to put the game up. Yeah. Does that mean my game dies there? Or I presumably so. I mean, I suppose they're thinking that in your case, it would be the 
hundred dollar, which is sixty quid. Which, in the grand scheme of things, sixty, 60 bucks ain't is, a bad thing. It isn't, it? isn't 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 a huge amount, is it? Really, yeah. you know, that's if you have enough faith in your game, you think it's you. you well, sixty place. bucks is a standard console game, isn't it? You know, exactly. Um, so as near not, as matters. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's not the end of the. I don't think it's necessarily. That's why I think it's such a low. I can't. To be honest, I mean that barrier entry is not a big barrier entry. The only thing it will discourage is the people who the drive by aren't people who try to shove half four or five games <coughs> that are they've made, you know, in Game Maker of the Weekend, mm. and they've spent like it's all sort of, like you know, and a knockoff of like Flappy Bird or something like that, and they feet yeah. all shot there. Palette swaps and stuff. Yeah, like that. so ten people, a hundred people buy will make a little bit of cash off it. Yeah, no, that will discourage them. Thing perhaps you know, if only to hope. Yeah, hopefully so. So. Right, Steam light, Steam green light. You will not be missed. <laughs> no, no. And what? That's a nice idea, but it's poorly executed. As it's very common with Valve. Just you don't live sure. in a utopia, Valve. You take take your pyro goggles off. You don't live in that world anymore. Steam machines. Half Life Three. Oh yeah, did you hear the um um part of the blog post saying that Half Three ain't going to happen? <laughs> Someone said something. <laughs> I would never have guessed. <laughs> no. It said he fell into the category of Duke Nukem Forever three yeah. times over. Yeah. Half Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> no, Half Life 3. Oh, God. That's have you played Black Mate, sir? I've got it now. The, the remake of. I've got it. I just haven't played it yet. Well, I haven't played it yet either. Yeah. Oh, people have told me it's really good, but. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. But, but see, I'm one of the few people who says. I prefer the Portal universe to Half-Life. They're the same universe. No, but I prefer um, Portal itself to oh. Half-Life. I would rather side with, rather than Black Mesa, I'd rather side with. Mm. I mean, to me, they are not anywhere in the same category of games. One's a puzzler, one's a... Yeah, I'm not a fan of Half-Life. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Careful. What did you just say? I'm not a fan. Of? Half-Life. Seriously, that's one of the things that people get like. Out. I know it's your house, but get out. <laughs> it's like walk out of my own house. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's it's, um, it's the same with people Burn like um, uh, Deus Ex. There are people out there who think that Deus Ex is the greatest game in the world. Whilst I think it's, a, it's an alright game, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's the greatest game in the world. Just saying. <laughs> now I'm just waiting for Bard to turn can up. Can we um, really end this job. podcast now so I can bludgeon you to death? <laughs> it's like starts beating me to death with a, an IBM fucking Model 2 keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> is it Model 2 keyboard? Mm. Click, 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 click. Mm. Or is it Model B? I can't remember. Don't try and change the subject. But that said though, you know, you've got to think. Infidel. I wasn't a huge fan of Valve back in the day either. And you got to be honest, you weren't a huge fan of Steam Either. Ah, Steam, no, but Half-Life, yes. Nah. Tap. Even the original Counter-Strike weren't a fan. Infidel. Anyway, good news and surprise <laughs> news for everybody there. Um, and this is something that Scar's been pushing for some time, and I know our listeners have been putting up for some time. We are ditching weird news. <sighs> are you going to give them a reason? Um, now you've got them broken their hearts. Because there's not enough, there are not enough stupid Americans doing stupid things to make, and every time I was, was going to stage where it's actually having to be a chore to find anything, it's like, you know, <laughs> this is worth me spending 
four or five hours trying to find stuff. The trouble was, I think it had got to the point where it wasn't even necessarily weird anymore. It yeah. was just kind of odd. Yeah, I'd left my keys in a toaster. Yeah. No idea why. And it wasn't enough to riff off. Yeah. So that's it, gone. To, but So this is actually the end of the podcast. Oh my god. And this is like one of the longest podcasts. Yeah. So thank you very much for watching up in the Suffolk Ram. Yes. And we look forward to seeing you in a fortnight. If I survive that long for not like a half-life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be seeing you in a fortnight. And that'll be like a stick with a with a fucking beard tied to it. And what I'll do is I'll go for all the previous podcasts and I'll pull out little phrases. I have a laptop next to me. Yeah, it's like, so, Taz, what if you have Half-Life? It's the greatest game ever made. Oh, fucking, that just reminds me of that Simpsons episode where the fucking Lisa has a pen pal and uh, the, I don't know, there's like this, the government takeover and the little girl, the pen pal is like right into her and it's in the little girl's voice and all of a sudden the government takeover hits, she's scared for, uh, for her life, and all of a sudden it's like, all hail, fucking emperor, whatever. <laughs> and it's in a deep man's voice over the, in the, in the, in the letter, look, her voice just changes. It's like, mm. that's how it's gonna be. I'm gonna yeah. be a soundboard, and I'm gonna love yeah. Half-Life. Yeah. I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't get into it. I didn't get into it. It's not a bad game. I he's, just prefer flying around with portal guns. Oh, no, Gabe, and please don't judge him, he is baffled, he is blasphemed. He will turn to the. He will turn to the fold. I'd like to throw out there as well that when Portal, as far as Portal Two is concerned, I prefer the co-op mode over the single player mode. <laughs> you said they're yeah. gonna start crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, mate! I'll get a crowbar on you. <laughs> All you sound like there sounds a creeper, which means I expect you to blow up. The creep, no, sorry, creepers hiss, zombies growl. <laughs> Bless it. Anyway, so oh, we've got twenty-five experience for the podcast. That means we've almost leveled up. <laughs> it's like this is the longest grind ever. That's it. We've been at it for three for three over three years now. It's been long. Just wait, we might get to level two soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might do. Do you ever ever get out of the noob zone? <laughs> <laughs> never yeah. and then just wait like next week we'll end up with contracts massive sponsorship deals you yeah. know I'll be sitting here wearing a Half-Life shirt yeah <laughs> I like Half-Life now and he'll be wearing like I don't know fucking Hyper shirt yeah or an MMO shirt like yeah. I love fucking MMOs, other players yeah. Xbox shirt <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a gra- I'm the greatest fan of Xbox ever Microsoft are great they yeah. only ever produce good games and good games consoles far better than Sony there you go. Yes, he said that. With it. Oh, I can't believe he said that with a straight face. You'll like. I can see like a little like it's like. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you know those layers that they Microsoft sent to a lot of um, YouTube YouTube personalities? For some reason, they missed us um, about getting, offering to pay them money to big up the Xbox One. Yeah, story. I can. I can. I can. I own an Xbox One. I can big that fucking thing. You own an Xbox One. Yeah. There's an Xbox One in this house. Yeah. I shall find it and burn it. <laughs> Purge. Good luck. Let's put it this way, mate. Seriously, they practically handed me money to take it off them. <laughs> I mean, so a brand spanking new console, and I paid basically pennies for it. And then when I looked at the games, I was like, these games cost less than a used Atari cartridge. Well, fucking hell, that tells you how good the sales of the console have mm. been. <laughs> 
Aren't all most of our cartridges used by now? Yeah, yeah. Even the ones from the ET dig. I reckon even a, a you know an old school copy of ET covered in rat's piss is probably worth more than the average Xbox One game. Just saying. Which, by the way, seeing as I'm insulting fan bases, right? Half Life. Uh, good game. Okay. Uh, what what was the other one I was whining about? You're saying Portal Two, Portal Two, Carbus Ben, and Portal Two. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's true. Deus Ex. <laughs> that's true. Deus Ex. It's an all right game, but you know, not the greatest game ever made. That goes to like I don't know, um, Sonic Two Thousand and Six on the Xbox. Yeah, I know that's cringe word right there, and I said that with a straight face. Um, what, what's what's another really big Gears of Fucking War? I hate Gears of War fucking awful series if you're a fan of Gears of War you're retarded I'm just saying Gears of War 1 was okay they could have ended the entire series there what are they up to now Gears of War 16 get rid of it it's fucking shite Call of Duty you could have ended that before they even started the series you know we already had Medal of Honor we didn't need Call of Duty um, as a Quake 3 mod it's quite good we don't need it <laughs> look we had Quake 3 <laughs> we didn't need anything else um, let's see as far as you know let me think Battlefield we've got a million of those now you can finish that at like Battlefield Vietnam I'm just saying um, you, your Christmas is getting to having like a thousand versions um, I noticed over there it's a hypertension unit tuner cartridge isn't there like a battle- cartridge cartridge this uh, is the thinnest cartridge I've ever seen in my life well yeah right okay it's thin you put it in your console and the game plays as a cartridge it's round. <laughs> what I would love to see is like they change the definition of cartridge and then they quote you on it. I'm the site. Wikipedia is going to change CD to cartridge and I'm going to be the site. <laughs> Just like reference that, that link to this podcast and they'll be like, were they drunk, stoned, and are they retarded? Drunk. <laughs> Probably all three. At least three. two out of the three. So. At least two. They're probably making extra categories up as we go. Shall we end now before we, while we're still <laughs> limping? Yeah, sure. So, very much watching. See you in a fortnight. Yeah. <coughs> Possibly with no Let's Plays and stuff. Don't like promise that. things like that. It always ends badly. I know. But we can hope. We can hope. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you. Ah, uh, I hear noise. Oh no. Have I been sacked yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining to the, I was just, oh you got diabetes. I was explaining to our, <laughs> I was explaining to our viewer how um the reason the why podcast is always delayed is because you always have to go to the loo. That's it. It's like I can't help it, I've got the the, the bladder of a baby. But so. but just to quickly Hang on, that's over that's fake I am bro. I was just saying it's own brand. I'll uh, I'll drink it anyway. I thought Iron Brew was a brand name. Yeah, but th- this is Iron spelled correctly. Oh right, Brew spelled correctly. <laughs> okay. This is this is oh, not like right. this is not like lover with the girder on the front. Oh. This is this is Iron Brew.